Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hi, I'm Scott. And I am Patrick. And, and you're listening here. to... <laughs> Wait, what? What are we doing? What? This is really strange. So basically, <laughs> this is what this is, uh, if I understand it correct, correctly. And you can interrupt me if you want and tell me different. But your show, which is... No, stop. Fan- it's not my... Wait, what? Okay. You have a show called Pixels, and it's great. And we like it. It's got nothing to do with that dumb movie coming out. And you uh, have a show called uh, Boop, and we yeah, like it too. I like it as well. People think I say boob, but it's boop. Uh, and yeah, that's come on, where, Scott, you uh, know people think you say poop. That's, <laughs> that's the truth of it. Depending on where you're listening to this, you're either listening to Pixels or you're listening to Boop, and you're getting essentially the same show, so if you're, you're subscribed to both. Just know that going into this, that you're going to get this twice, basically, if you listen to it twice. And it's not a problem if you want to listen to it two times, you know? It's, uh, it's fine. We understand. No big, deal. no big deal. Now, you've heard, uh, if you've been listening to the Boop feed all week, you've been hearing audio versions of Patrick and I doing commentary on uh, day one's conferences, uh, which people have really responded well to, like all kinds of people really stoked that we did that. That's right. Uh, I, I yeah. was really not sure that people would be happy to hear us talk over, you know, conferences for really two hours after the fact. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've gotten some really good feedback feedback there as well. But this yeah. is not that. No, this is not that. This is kind of, um, I don't know, what'd you call it? A recap? Would you call it a, well, let's talk about our thoughts and seeing everything. Like, what, what the hell is this? What are we calling this? I call it the definitive uh, E3 experience when you don't have 15 hours to waste uh, scouring the internet for the myriads of articles that are being posted. Sure. I think and that's I think a, that's going to be the show title, by the way. I, I agree with you, 100%. <laughs> and E3 not completely over, is it? We still have, uh, what, they have another well, day? The the thing is, the show has actually just started. It's uh, the conferences, the press conferences, which are, are technically not part of E3, just ended. Uh, there was about six or seven of them, and we've followed all of them uh, live. Yeah. Uh, well, well, not live, but all of them. We've watched like 15 hours of conferences in the past few days. And, uh, and th- so the show is still going. There's still things here and there showing up uh, but the the bulk of the announcements and all of the important thing has been uh, has been uh, uh discussed already so we're we're sort of here to summarize all of that yeah and i think you know you you'll get our thoughts and our feelings about what we saw what 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 we didn't see and why we think we didn't see it i think it'd be probably a good idea to start with vr and my opinion the weird lack of vr at a conference yeah. that was supposed to be all about vr and in theory the way you demo vr is with people on a stage with uh or not on a stage on, in, a, in a booth with a thing on their head uh, one-on-one individually and that's how you're going to demo your vr experiences because stage is a terrible place to try to do that it's virtually impossible to do that however 
I sure expected a lot more talk about VR than we got from everybody. Well, basically, if you expected any, you expected uh, a lot more. I mean, there was the... Um, so you want to do this topic by topic and not uh, uh, conference by conference? We can, well, we can I do think, that. I, th- I think we can... Uh, I mean, we can mix it in, but I feel yeah. like... Okay. I feel like the VR thing is such a... It sticks out to me so yeah. much. It's worthy of its own thing. Well, so there was the uh, last week's pre-E3 conference by Oculus, where we obviously had a lot of uh, VR stuff, and they announced their uh, touch controllers, the Oculus Touch, which is, you know, controllers that you, uh, there are two half controllers, basically Wii nunchucks kind of things. Um, But obviously for Oculus, we didn't get a date or price, by the way, so that was a little bit disappointing, Uh, but that's it. During the yeah. conference, we heard basically nothing else. A little bit at Microsoft, where they, they're partnering with Oculus and others on uh, the Windows 10 side. But basically one sentence during the Sony conference uh, to talk about Briggs, which is a mech uh, fighting game, basically two-on-two sports-like uh, fighting game. And that's it. But the the it's true that you need people to experience it it looks kind of weird if you just demo it uh they are they do have demos and uh games at the show itself for journalists to experience i still think that if they were ready to do a big push on vr they would have uh talked about it a lot more so i'm thinking vr is not as close as we thought it was um we're definitely going to see hardware releases between the end of this year and the beginning of next year but uh, i don't think the real games are going to be available before you know mid to late 2016 if anyone is expecting to be having super great fun with vr um with actual games in vr by the end of the year or early 2016 i think they're going to be disappointed Maybe. I mean, when the Vive comes out later this year or this holiday, I, I, uh, I'm, it's funny because I agree with you about the games, but I'm actually more excited about experiences that aren't necessarily qualified or quantified as games. Um, so whatever those kinds of experiences be, be they sort of, oh, visit the pyramids in virtual space or uh, see what it's like to float between planets and uh, check out the solar system or whatever these kinds of things. Maybe they're more educational or they're more, uh, you know, sight and sound. Maybe they're cinematic, whatever they are. I, I'm cool with games coming later and them getting their head around that more and those killer apps coming later. I just, I guess I just am so surprised that everyone was so light on what their initiatives are, especially Sony, whose whose job it's going to be next spring to drive people to buy a $300 accessory for a, for a console, which is always a hard sell anyway for accessories and, and not to, to hype that up more, to talk more about that strategy. Even if you can't show anything and even just say that, say, yeah. we can't show it here very well we know that and we're so excited to see you on the floor this week because that's really where the rubber meets the road for now we want you to know how excited we are you know none of that they gave it about as much show as they gave like the vita again which is you know (laughs) which was one one cameo in a video basically basically Um, it was no yeah I think they're still experimenting, and you're totally right. If they were more ready, um, they would have shown shown it more. But they didn't. It means they're not. They're still experimenting with games, and and the VR nerds are gonna get stuff. You know, we're gonna get those weird visit the pyramids upside down in a you know flying uh, uh, ostrich or something. Um, <laughs> you know, something weird that can't actually happen. Um, right. That was my way of saying that. But I'm looking forward to those, right? I mean, that's yeah. gonna be fun to do that crap. 
Sure, for- and that's going to happen. But I'm just saying for games, for actual games, they haven't figured out the experience that they can sell a wide consumer uh, public yet. If they had, they would have shown it. So yeah, that's I completely my agree. And I and and I don't know. To me, it's just a PR game at that point. Like, what do you what do you say to? to let people know what's up um how, what do you hold back on and 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 I think they erred on the side of of not yeah. saying enough and maybe we all had it too much in our head the VR is here and it's going to be this giant thing and it's so revolutionary maybe we're all rushing it uh, in our own heads as ex, you know as a consumers bit, yeah. and as enthusiasts I don't know you know I I really was hoping to see something more concrete between uh someone and Microsoft on the Xbox side, because what we didn't get anything VR related for the Xbox. And I think that is possibly going to be something they're missing um, down the line, because VR is going to be very big, buzzy. It's going to be a very buzzy thing next year. And they could still announce something, you know, maybe a partnership with uh, Oculus and and having the Rift work out of the box with the Xbox One, it could still happen, and it would be a huge win for Oculus, which inserts itself into the console market very easily and then becomes the default uh, universal thing almost, you know, for, for it's the strongest contender. Sure. Um, and and Microsoft needs a VR thing because now they, they have nothing. Imagine, you know, it might not take off. But imagine it does, you know, by a year from now or 10 months from now, everyone's super excited about VR and the first experiences are super positive. Microsoft can't start working on it at that point. And yes, they have that HoloLens thing, but that's farther down the line and I'm not sure it's going to fill the same role. Um, and and they can't wake up at that point. So no. I'm, it, it's, if something's not in the works now, they're making, a, yeah. they're making a huge error in the face of this thing going off. Now, maybe they're licking yeah. their wounds trying to jump on the motion bandwagon and having that fizzle essentially connect being their answer to motion gaming which but by no, the way we didn't see at all at the show either not even connect mentioned. is dead no yeah. nothing it's well after the show that they showed a new ui for the xbox one that's going to be coming by the end of the year and there they mentioned that cortana is going to be available in that ui obviously you know it's going to be windows 10 for xbox one sure. um and Cortana is going to be there, so you need the microphone from the Kinect. But yeah, because there is no other input for that. Yeah, so so yes, the Kinect will be needed for Cortana, but it's even sadder now because because it's not standard packed in anymore. Yeah, and you're telling me you want me to get excited about Cortana. Well, now you're asking me to go spend 140 bucks on another accessory, and I'm just not going to do it. Well, they have the new controllers that have a regular mic jack, so you could theoretically plug in any uh, you know headset and use it that way. But, but it's that, gadget isn't that their, that's their new fancy $150 Pro controller? Though, oh right? no, that that's the, the 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 new fancy Pro controller is something else. Uh, the the new um, controller is going to be sold with all Xboxes from now on. It basically replaces the old model that had a proprietary port. Uh, for the headset and that's going to be in all the new xboxes and you know the new single uh you know everything is going to be that model now the pro is something else the downside of that then is in my mind is there's just this window of consumer who so there's the consumers who bought early connect was packed in they got the old controller (laughs) yeah there's there's a middle group where they stopped doing connect they bought it now they have the old controller and a basic xbox now there'll be a new group of consumers who get the whole package with the built-in microphone. So what you've done is you've left out those people that all jumped on after Connect was removed. As kind a of. I mean, the Connect mess, they have to get away from it anyway, and that's what they're doing here. No one cares. Even that Cortana UI update, they're you know mentioning it because it's something nice for those who can use it. Uh, but 
yeah, no one, no one really cares. I don't think if any, if you know, the Xbox One misadventures have taught us anything, it's that no one cares about anything but the games. And well, let's, that's what let's, they're trying to do. Let's swing back to the Oculus event a little bit and then work our way through these through these events. Uh, other than the, the bundling of the Xbox One controller, a lot of people, I think, on Microsoft Stage Show got the impression that there was something more happening with that arrangement and with Xbox specifically. And the answer is no. There's yeah. The Oculus is not going to connect your Xbox and run VR experiences. Uh, Tom Same Merit- for Bar- Valve. Um, they, they mentioned during the Xbox conference that they had a great partnership with Valve uh, to include out of the box, basically, it's just drivers integrated into Windows 10, and it's it works. It's only for Windows it's 10. Like, yeah, uh, it's complete garbage. I, I just got to get this out of my <laughs> system one more time. It bugs the crap out of me that they even said the word partnership because all they really announced was that Oculus, which is designed for PCs, will work on a PC running Windows. Well, yes. Uh, what they announced is that there, there are a couple of things there. Uh, it's going to work out of the box, meaning you're not going to have to fish for the drivers on the CD or on the site and install them yourself. So that's convenient. But I think more importantly, what they announced is we are very serious on gaming on the PC. We're making good with Valve, with whom we've had a few run-ins in the past few years, and we want the PC to be the the superb gaming platform that it can be and we're not going to stand in the way of that anymore and that was i think the stronger message in in this whole thing about i think so many people walked away from that message thinking that they were talking about the vive or other steam vr products on xbox because they are taking their dreams for reality Uh, if (laughs) believe me if that announcement ever comes and it you know it might um but it if if it ever comes it's going to be a huge announcement it's not going to be a throwaway line like you know we have a big partnership blah 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 and you know it it might come because the xbox one as we said is getting uh windows 10 but they will make a huge deal of it they might even be readying a, a presentation uh in the fall to make that announcement and that announcement alone it does effectively make the xbox one a steam box and uh, if it's running Windows and can run native Windows applications, games, whatever, that that's basically what a Steam Box is going to do. Yeah, it, it's not going to run native Windows stuff. It's still going to be Xbox games, but it's, since it's so close in architecture and in in uh, uh, software, it makes it a lot easier to run those games there. But right, anyway, right, now right. we're getting into future speculation. It's so territory. easy to jump straight to that Microsoft yeah. stuff because it bugged me so freaking bad. But um. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Oculus Home user interface stuff in store, uh, it's interesting, good UI, they had some VR previews for games, heads, uh, headset-free 2D interface also available, blah, blah, blah. What About the Oculus event in general, anything jump out? No, it was cool. I think it was disappointed we didn't get uh, a date or price. Uh, but, you know, the new controllers are kind of nice. They have the, um, the, the gesture recognizing thing. You know, they track your movement, of course. But if you point a finger, it knows that. If you lift your thumb, you know, you give thumbs up, it knows that as well. So this can make for cool interaction inside a virtual world. But, yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, the new design is nice. You can take off the headsets. You have It's relatively light. Uh, I think all of this we have to wait and see how it plays on your head. And since yeah. we don't have a date, um, uh, I watched, uh, uh, lucky Palmer wearing the headset in some interview off d- between conferences. And I was surprised at how much smaller than it is than my DK one, which I have here at the house. And oh, you have one. I didn't yeah. realize that's really good to see. Cause that the, yeah. the first it's run, beast, was yeah. huge. Oh my gosh. Freaking huge. And I just accepted the fact that, Oh yeah, these are all going to be big. That's just the way of the future. And, mm. 
So have to deal and you with can it. use your glasses with it, by the way. So that's good as yeah, well. That's what I've heard. Um, it'll be interesting because since my surgeries, I think I can do I can do adjustments with the lens things in there and mm. actually not have to wear them. So time will tell. I, I couldn't do it with the DK one, but but that'll uh, that'll be nice uh, for yeah. sure when it happens. Uh, the the Xbox just to circle back around to that being packed in with every Oculus sold, I think is a brilliant move. Yeah. Um, because it gives you an out-of-the-box controller experience that is familiar, usable, a, a, a good piece of hardware, and trusted, and all that, and drivers, and it, all that stuff is is a good move uh, for them, and an interesting partnership, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, the 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 close relationship between uh, Microsoft and Oculus is really interesting. I obviously they have a closer one than will with Valve. Uh, so you know, I'm I I. First, I was very disappointed they didn't announce anything on the Xbox One side. I think now I, I, I'm a little bit more... I would be less surprised if it happened in the future, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, time will tell. Um, I can't think of anything else about that, um, that thing. Oh, no, they're I talking think, about some native support for Unity, Unreal, and all that. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah have, that's good. Right? Yeah. Um, they have a, an investment for indie games, an investment fund for indie games. I mean, it's a big deal. Um, it's still... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. What do you think about Bethesda's? I, I still, I'm still pretty close to the edge of saying that Bethesda was maybe, if not the best, maybe second best conference of the of the event. Um, perhaps the most consistent, top to bottom, in terms of uh, you know me enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas Sony, which we'll get to later, was a strong mm-hmm. showing in a lot of ways, especially early on, and then it lost a little steam later. But yeah, let's do Bethesda now and and save uh, Microsoft and Sony for the end of the show. I think the the let, let's save the best stuff for last. Sure. Um, but Bethesda, yes, I think if it was, you know, there are the big manufacturers, you know, console manufacturers that are necessarily going to be making a lot more noise and get generating a lot more excitement. Uh, but for me, Bethesda was the, the considering their size, they were possibly the best conference of the show it was so uh, the the word that keeps coming back to me and we talked about this on the um commentaries we did in the beginning of the week was d- genuine it felt like the exact amount of nerdy game love and necessary marketing hype mixed and and as we'll see in further uh conferences you do need a little bit of marketing or else you end up with you know nintendo's conference um or the pc gaming conference oh my god uh but here it was everything it was all about the games the love of the games that this company you know has for their craft uh, the games looked cool uh different people will get hyped differently about different things um doom looked like something i want to play now even though i was disappointed a little bit in doom 3 but this one uh, i think has a lot of cool you know um blood and guts doomness um this seemed like they know what doom is and they need to make a game that they that matches what doom is yeah the snap map you know map editor was cool it allows for modding and game mods different game mods that were uh that could be interesting it's coming spring 2016 i'm hyped for that um i mean I don't want to if I don't know if we want to go through all the games, but I think these ones, this conference might deserve it. Not all of them, but um, Dishonored yeah. Two, I was really happy about. Um, yeah, I don't know about. It's funny, Dis- Dishonored One. I was a huge fan of the look of it, the the tone, the setting, the the stuff that was happening. I liked the stealth and everything, but for whatever reason, I it didn't hold me very long. You know and- what? That's funny. I played for about 
seven to ten hours and stop playing as well. Yeah, about the same for me. About six, seven hours, and I, I don't know why. I, I, I feel like maybe I owe it to myself to go back, and and I still have my saves. I could just go see what's up. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, seeing this seemed very exciting. An interesting new female protagonist. You got, um, you know, some pretty wicked looking abilities. They were sort of showing off in this somewhat CGI trailer. I, I couldn't tell what was in engine and what wasn't, and they didn't really say, but. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to return to that world and and yeah. and and see what they improved on because my guess is some of that pacing will will tighten up or at least that's what sequels tend to do that that, that stuff gets better and yeah. maybe that was the problem I don't know but it, that looked really great you know well Smoke. you're gonna have a chance to get back into the first one with the Dishonored Definitive Edition coming out this fall <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that they used to be maybe called not. Game of the Year editions and I guess this is too late for a year thing so now they got to call them something else but. <laughs> This HDifying, up-resed, last-generation, two-year-old game now being sold as an HD with a better frame rate and higher I textures. I don't mind. It's, I don't it's for people who didn't get a chance to play it in the previous generation. I, I think so. it's fine. I guess so. But do you worry that, that we'll get a glut of titles that are just that and not a new title? Well, you know? it, it, they're announcing a new title and giving you also an old one. There's no reason for, you know, saying, oh, but we're not going to get new titles. We're getting new titles all the time. That's if you totally say, yeah. if you, a- say, you know, I worry that we get too many remakes and, and sequels, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess that's a uh, remake. But if, you, if you're, you're, you know, reboots and sequels, then yes, maybe I could see that. But no, the, the, the HD versions and definitive editions, I think it's fine. The, someone who already played it is not going to be interested or you know unless they're the giantest fan of the game that, that's for the point. others sometimes it's easy to get a little disappointed when a game like last of us came out just before they did a new ps4 uprezzed version and feel like they maybe got hosed a bit but didn't they have some kind of trade-in deal where it was like well if you have that well for the first month or something you can it's only ten dollars don't remember that um, i thought there was something like that there are a yeah. few companies were doing that early ps4 period where if you'd owned the previous, like Call of Duty did it. Yeah, other. Call of Duty had it, uh, but it was the games. Yeah, uh, Diablo, I think, might have had it. Yeah, that's right. Diablo did it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, it's, but, so, but I, I guess I'm, I guess the bottom line for me is take away my jaded, I, I play everything and I'm bugged that something two years later is being <laughs> resold. Uh, Dishonored 2 looked real grit, good and, and, and I think I'm kind of back in on that one. So, yeah. bring it up, I suppose. Spring 2016. And by the way, uh, the default. Uh, release platforms if we're not saying anything it's uh, pc xbox one and ps4 we are finally in that era where this is you know the default the current generation is the default generation Uh, ps if if you haven't purchased a new generation or current generation console before i think now is the time because everything is coming out on these platforms only now this is the year that you will not get multiple we already see some of that already previous to this, but you're going to see almost, pretty much everybody. They're like, not, well, no, we're not making you know this across the board. Call of Duty is now a next generation console, or I guess current generation console game. There are no versions being made Isn't for it. Call of Duty the only one that's also well, the previous generation? I think so it might be. be. Right, actually. Now that I think about it, it's the one exception. And because they can do that, that thing's yeah. big enough that they can, and they probably should. And like Madden, and you know, there's other yeah. stuff that will. But, Assassin's but, Creed and all of those are. Well, yeah. Assassin's Creed is all next or current gen this time. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So that's that's probably a good sign. But oh, yeah, yeah, I always look forward to that because it means they're not half compromising. Yeah, yeah, mm. compromises um, suck in games and graphics. So there you go. So they had uh, Bethesda Net announced, which is a kind of Steam client. I don't mind uh, that. Some people are really angry about it, but I, I don't really mind. Um, 
Well, people that don't mind are the ones that say, oh, it's like Steam. Maybe that's okay. People that mind are the ones, ooh, maybe it's like Origin or Uplay, and then they are mad. And so who knows? We don't know. I saw a lot of, uh, 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 you know, uh, Blizzard aspirations with Bethesda. So I choose to think it's going to be more like uh, Battle.net. But, you know. Perhaps, which is which is fine, right? I mean, more, more is cool. purchasey, more mod based, but yes, probably something in that vein. Yeah. You know, this new card game, which they're calling Elder Scrolls Legends, a free to play strategy card game for PC and iPad, uh, d- definitely feels like a, a shot over the bow of Hearthstone. Uh, yeah, and, and the- they're not the only ones, by the way. There's a Star Wars game, is it? Um, a collectible called? card game. I can't remember if it's Star Wars or not, but it's Galaxy of Heroes or something. Something, yeah, you know, from from EA. No um, one should be surprised. Blizzard's yeah. making a crap ton of money with that game. And, um, you know, if it's, this is what happens. Genres are established, new exciting things happen. Someone does it right, and then everyone wants to follow suit. So it's it's not surprising, but mm-hmm. it's also, it is interesting. Bethesda does seem to have the most Blizzard envy of the companies this year that I. Yeah. The, the I, thing that ticked me, though, was the trailer for that Elder Scrolls Legend game that really looks similar to the announcement trailer for Hearthstone. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's basically exactly the same concept. But, you know, yeah. it's fair game. It's fine. It's just... It's, it, two, it it's funny. 2.5D uh, art, card art, sort of uh, montage, special effects stuff. It's mm-hmm. exactly like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fine. That's how you do that stuff, I suppose, is the art that you're showing off. It's why Blizzard does it. Um, yeah. So maybe there's nothing else to do, but... It is interesting it to see them go MMO and then the card game and then who knows what's next for them. Yeah. Are they going to make a MOBA? Like, who knows? Tamriel Unlimited, they had an update on this, uh, which is basically Elder Scrolls Online. I don't think that's going more places than it's already been, but, you know, that's if that's your jam, good for you. The one I was disappointed about was Battlecry, uh, and we'll talk about melee uh, TPS, melee third-person shooter, uh, later in the show, uh, but Battlecry didn't look very good. It might play great. But... I think it looked terrible, honestly. Right, okay, I'm trying to be, you know... <laughs> I was surprised how much I didn't like it. Like I usually I'm like, oh, okay, well, probably not for me or that's like a thousand other things or nice graphics or something. But it looked bad. It looked like it played way bad. I, I, I didn't see anything there that interested me. Yeah. At well, all. it's sure. going to be out, you know, 2015. So if someone enjoys it, it's for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it may, look, I may be shocked. You may get in there and go, wow, it didn't look like much. Wise, it sure yeah. plays amazing. And sure, I'll give it, you know, I'm not going to knock it off completely but but it but it did not show well and and i came away from that going well don't care so what's next uh well fallout 4 and i guess that you cared about i, do, I care a lot about that yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting thing so uh two things todd howard really presents well uh, oh, he was, he's a he's perfect yeah he you want more guys like that working for your studios i think uh, really, really great guy. And also, um, everything he showed was exciting and interesting and cool. We can get into some of those details if we want. But the one thing that I came away with from his whole presentation was, and what made the entire their entire presentation work the best is, a good presentation does this thing where you bring some surprises, things that weren't leaked, that nobody knew about, kind of Apple's one more thing in a way. Uh, and in this case, it was this iOS game, which is free. It doesn't have all the crappy free-to-play trappings that most of these games have that combines a lot of genres people are really into, puts it in the Fallout universe, made a very, very fun tablet experience, and launched it right then. Yeah, and that was That's cool. a big deal. You really want to tie people in and get them excited about the crap you're working on and, and build some interest in, in Fallout ahead of time. Man, that's how you do it. And they, they really impressed me with that whole thing. 
Agreed. Thought it was great. Yeah. Um, Hook line sync for me. <laughs> I'm really curious to get into the Fallout universe. Um, I, dev- I didn't really play Fallout 3. I have New Vegas, but I didn't play it uh, mm. for some reason. I played it for two seconds and got distracted. Um, you should that off and try it. It's a great, that's a, still yeah. a great game. Yeah, yeah really. I, I I'll try to do that. Um, you know, the 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 world seems definitely interesting. The intro uh, is kind of cool. Uh, you know, the pre bomb uh, era intro and uh, how it shows you what the world was before, just enough that you're gonna care about it, uh, I suppose. Um, character creation it includes uh, being able to play a female character, which I'm not sure you could do in Fallout Three. Could not do in Fallout Three. Okay, to be do. Yep. Talking about trends, uh, is this a good place to talk about the fact that there seems to be a lot more, um, you know, valid uh, female representation in games, both on stage and uh, in the games? I thought it was very well uh, uh, presented in the sense that it seemed natural. No one really dwelled on it too much. And it was just, you know, following the entire controversies from the past couple of years, it was, all right, you know, I, I guess as developers were now grown up and we realized that maybe it wasn't females were not rep, not well represented enough meaning that they were you know either in bikinis or people you needed to save and now we realize this so we're just doing it normally like like regular people and females are are women are represented are as normal people and that's it not a big deal they're going to be in games they're going to be cool to play it's not going to ruin your games as we've shown here and that's it no one even needed to say that. So anyway, I, w- I was really uh, pleased about all of this. Yeah, I I um I liked to uh, I liked it's basically what you said, but I liked r- very much that there was a ton of it and it was being introduced in ways that weren't overt saying, you know, they didn't have to get up and and get preachy and go and trumpet it. Yeah. We believe it's very important. You know, they didn't have to do that. All they had to do is say, and this is where you would also switch out if you want to be female. And the crowds would respond in ways that were pointed, like did yeah. ex- express kind of where we're at after a couple of years of weirdness. And they would cheer in ways that you knew that that's what they're thinking. But the, the presenters and developers and everybody were just like, yep, here's where you choose your gender. And here's where you do this. And they didn't dwell on it. They didn't focus on it. Basically, I, I really do feel like we're ushering it in. You know, we talked when we were doing some live stuff. I asked you the question, do you think, you know, at what point does does it feel not forced, but I don't even know what the word is, but just so so paid attention it's to not a that big deal anymore, paying attention yeah. to. And and you thought that the way things were going, that this was the right way to do it. And I've come to the other side of that and I feel really good about how it was all not just handled, mm-hmm. but it just seemed to be natural and normal and it seems to me that if you're making a game for a much more diverse audience than you maybe previously realized, that you're just making it possible for the let, to let people be the thing they want to be, and exactly. and so that's what developers are doing. No, you know, this wasn't a a show where Assassin's Creed's getting any crap for not having any female characters this year. And, they and have one, you know. And you're right that the reaction of the crowd was uh, much stronger than uh, the the way they introduced those features for Assassin's Creed for Fallout for Dishonored for you know there were a number of games where that was the case and uh, the clouds the crowds were always clapping and cheering and that's really cool you know I'm thinking about the many 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 female gamers some of them you know that are close friends of mine of mine that are now. It, it just happy that they can play someone that is a female. It, it's just silly. It's just like, imagine, a, I, I, okay, let's not just get into the controversy again. There's no point. I think the developers are now aware that this was a weirdness 
and it's now correcting itself. Hopefully, it's going to stick. And that's it. No big deal. Controversy over. Thank you very like, much. Goodbye. Yeah, Goodbye. it's like anything else. It, it stuff stuff iterates. It's history's a rising road. Yeah. We figure it out, and we go and we go forward. And I think that's yeah. that's really great on them. Um, all that being said, and I don't want to be a downer man, but there will be people who will nitpick this to death and think that he, this E3 was when everyone caved to the quote-unquote <laughs> social justice and the, the Maybe, social yeah. justice warriors and all the women who are freaking out. And it's going to piss me off to know when that they are going to see it that way, but those people exist. Yeah, so I think I, I think the large... Them, and that's the last I'll say about them. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the large majority of the people who were, you know, on, on uh, the verge on that controversy are just going to realize how much how not of a big deal this is when you just you know realize it and when you when the question that needed to be asked has been asked and the following to that question should just have been all right okay right let's 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 do that then and that should have been it and you know and a lot of people are going to realize that this is basically that their games are not being ruined because you can play a female you know because in horizon zero dawn which looks awesome uh, you can play a woman that has her clothes on so mm-hmm. anyway yeah no good point that lady was uh, nicely dressed by the way i just did a quick confirmation fallout 3 did not have a playable female character but the community made many mods that made female characters so okay for that for that i guess the mod community deserves some credit there but this just does represent the first time you could change that around yeah uh, so anyway, the game looks really cool. Um, the the crafting system looks very uh, uh, full fledged. You have you can build your base, your entire base. Um, you you have uh, you can build weapons and customize them, like completely transform them. Same for armor. Um, there is a, a, an app, and you know that's where you find the genuineness of Bethesda. There's a, a second screen experience, and Todd Howard, bless his heart came on stage and was like, you know, those second screen experiences, they're usually kind of crappy, right? We, we don't really, they're, they're kind of silly. You don't really use them. But as, long, as far as second screen experiences go, this one is really awesome. And he didn't use the word really. Um, yeah. He so, used the big F-bomb on stage. Yeah. It was cool. It uh, was just uh, and I, out no- November 10, by the way, for Fallout 4. So they announced it uh, last week. It's out yep. in a few months. That's how you do it. Yeah, I agree. And they kept that thing under wraps. They haven't had significant leaks before then. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing. He made some comment on stage about how they put their heads down and lock themselves in their offices and they make a thing and then come out when they're ready. And I think that's a good way to be. Uh, they seem like they've got a strong culture there. And uh, that game just shaping up to look rad. I also um, I don't quite understand the backlash that still continues this week about the graphics in the game. I think they look fine. I don't. I mean, I'm not seeing anything that's making me feel like they're reinventing anything or blowing my mind but for what this game is for as big as and sprawling as it is and for what i need out of it i'm not seeing anything to to quibble with there i think it looks fine yeah i think it's not the best looking game on the current generation for sure uh but i don't think it really needs to be and it's at least they're being honest i mean that is something that should be commended that this is how their games game looks and if you don't like it, if that, you know, if going into Fallout, you're going into it because you want the best graphics in the world, I think you're looking at the wrong thing in that game. But it's true. It's not the best looking game ever. It looks good. It doesn't look like mind blowing like some of the games we've seen recently. Obviously, it's not going to be, you know, like The Order, which is the best looking game ever on consoles, um, w- but which is also just a corridor and incidentally is kind of boring. But 
It's just a corridor. Obviously, it's not going to be the same thing. It's not. This one is not as good uh, as doesn't look as good as The Witcher, for example. Or, no, no, Witcher know. blows it away. But then right. the, but, again, Witcher's doing something very different. Yeah, you know? yeah. There, there's so, crafting of your your base and your. Anyway, it's not the same. It's a weird I, complaint. I just don't. I just yeah. think people can't win. Like you either think that they're spending too much time on graphics and not enough time on gameplay or you think the graphics aren't good enough like which way do you want it vocal loud irritating gamers well the problem is it's not always the same people and you're always going to have on anything you say anything you do anything you announce you're always going to have some people that are not happy it might not always be the same people's but it's easy to think that it's you know this anonymous blob of gamers or of any group is unhappy but is always unhappy right but it's it's always someone that's unhappy that you hear about necessarily yeah. because this is the internet. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. anyway, are you going to get a, a collector's edition with the uh, 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 Pip Boy, the 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 uh, Pip Boy thing? So I was immediately tempted, um, but then the show ended, and I let some of the hype wear off, and I went, <laughs> "I'm going to literally put this on my wrist like once, <laughs> and I'm going to put my phone in there and go, look, everybody, look at this, and then I'll probably never do it again.'" Yeah. Agreed. So my thinking was, if I now if I'm a guy that likes to put things under glass and say I want to collect things, and so this is a cool thing to collect, maybe I'd still consider it. But I'm trying to get less crap in my life, not more. Mm. So I actually think I'm not. I think I'm more interested in the game, and I'm and I think that thing's neat, and it's a really fun idea, and I love the integration with phones and all that stuff's a cool idea. Mm. But you're really never gonna you're never gonna wear that in public unless you yeah. go to a con or something. Like it's, just it's yeah, it's it. a collectible. So yeah. So it's cool. I'm glad they're doing it. Hey, you want to make uh, collector's editions more interesting? Boom. Done. You did it. But I I still think I'm probably going to just get the core game. Um, so Bethesda, I think, is is on the verge of possibly making a transition from, or, or at least that's what they're trying, from middle-sized studio to much bigger studio. I don't know if they're going to make it, but it seems like a very honest effort on their part. Uh, oh, they're yeah. not, you know, one of the huge ones. They're a very solid studio with a huge uh, fan base, uh, but they're not quite huge level of company yet. And we'll see if... Um, if they get there, I think I have, thanks to their, again, very genuine conference, I've discovered a love for Bethesda that I didn't really know I had. Uh, mm. It feels like they are one of us, kind of. They're real yeah. people. Just like, you know, uh, Blizzard, obviously, which disclaimer I used to work for, uh, just like um, CD Project, which I have felt the the uh, genuineness of with their mm. uh, uh Witcher 3 bucks. <laughs> I've yeah. talked about this before, but yeah. So Valve, is, Valve is in this category, in my yeah, opinion, of in a lot of ways. So there, there are a few companies that do that. They've definitely, you know, if they're, if they're, if they seem like one of those, I think it's because they genuinely are. And it's also impressive to see a company who, well, like Blizzard, they're, they're both, and I know Blizzard's got Activision doing, some, you know, a lot of this, but the big conferences from EA and Ubisoft, these are publishers. They're not really developers. Um, they, by developers, developers run autonomously, they make games for them and they put their label on them, but it's just different. Bethesda's in a different category. They're more like Blizzard in that they're making games and experiences for them, you know, for, for players, but they also publish other stuff from studios like id and, and they publish for, you know, the whole Zenimax side of things publishes a lot of other stuff. So, so they're in a perfect position to be this thing. And I'll bet you that we see them every year with something and probably see that grow given the success they have with this. I think a lot of people were, were pretty impressed. Yeah, there's definitely an opportunity for this. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Let's skip over Microsoft for now. We'll get back to it. Yeah, we'll uh, come <laughs> and talk about amazing EA. Hey, Scott, what did uh, you think of EA's press conference? That was bad. <laughs> um, it was good. In a, uh, let's talk about the good. I liked what I saw of uh, uh, of uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I think that's looking real, real nice. It was great to see it in action. You and I both remarked at the time that it was interesting they were showing. And, and bo- actually, the two demos I saw uh, so far, I know there's other footage up, but the two demos I saw were one on Tatooine and one in on Hoth. And it occurred to me, uh, both at the time with you and later, that these are both uh, graphically less intensive places to show your gameplay. Yeah. So you're showing good in-engine, playable stuff. That's great. But you're not in the jungles and the trees and the stuff that you might get on Endor or other densely populated battle areas. And, and that's the I, one that was super impressive in the trailer. But Correct. And that's yeah. what made me think, eh, maybe that won't quite, won't quite have the frame rate we all want. Or maybe not. Maybe it totally will. But it was just interesting or maybe telling that they didn't show that one anywhere. But what I did see just made the little nerd in me bounce around the room. And <laughs> they've really they've really nailed the look and the feel. I'm, I'm taking away all of the built-in fears that EA screws consumers or that there's a bunch of micropayment crap or or the servers will be down for three months, or whatever the, the the concerns might be, based purely on what they're trying to build there, I think that is all good. I cannot freaking wait. That looks amazing. So as far as I'm concerned, EA is now the Battlefront company, because nothing <laughs> else they showed really had any interest for me, other than that. Yeah, it, was, it, it definitely looked cool. Uh, I think even beyond that, it sounded great. You know, uh, Star Wars is such an important part. Uh, I, the sound is such an important part of Star Wars. And in Battlefront, they really nailed it. Uh, it was, you know, edited footage. And it might be that in the end, you just, you know, when you play the game, you're just a stupid soldier going around and or rebel f- shooting a couple of guys and then dying repeatedly. And because some idiot in the TIE fighter is just, crashing on your face uh, all the time uh, because that's what people like to do but i want to i want to hope as well and it did get how did you put it the nerd and me bounce around mm-hmm. um it it worked for me as well and it does look as oh, and you know in the in the category of that amazing trailer we saw which left left all of us very skeptical so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure i would think um, everybody was and so there was a lot to yeah. see there the funny thing is like a lot of the trailers in everyone's conference, and we'll speak to EAs here, were sort of, sort of uh, so vague that, that all I could do was say, oh, I'm excited you're making one, but I really don't have any other information. And one of those was Mass Effect 4, um, or whatever the new Mass Effect's being called. Is it 4? Whatever it is. Yeah, uh, Ma- Mass Effect Andromeda, which we only s- saw a, um, a, a teaser quick video. teaser. Yeah. yeah, and it looked great, and I'm stoked, and I can't wait because I love that series. But I don't have enough there to make any kind of judgment on that. I mean, there's just a teaser trailer and everybody's got those. So so I guess the reason Star Wars stuck out to me is people were playing that thing and it looked just freaking great. Um, the need for speed is also impressing me. At least what they're trying to do with rebooting that thing uh, seems seems all right. Graphics look insane. Like there's a lot to be excited about there. But again, uh, Wait, was, wait, before we go on to me, need yeah. for speed, you can play as a Jedi in Battlefront. Oh, yeah. So you know. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you can. OK, the best way I can figure that out is it seems almost like an ultimate vehicle that only spawns occasionally or something. Or when Yeah, that's re- what I think as well. Or maybe you accumulate points and then in the middle of the game, you can play it once or something. Yeah, it's like a super in a fighting game. Yeah. Um, 
where suddenly you can be Vader on the Imperial side or you can be Luke <laughs> on the other side. And if somebody else is being Vader while you're being Luke, you can meet up in the battlefield and toss people left and right with force powers and have some sort of saber fight. That November 17th. It's a little unclear, that stuff, by the way. Yeah. Like, all that works. Uh, I, I'm very curious about this super unit idea in, in the game. But, um, yeah, that's this year, right? You know, Seven- yeah, se- November 17th. What, I came, what came out of it for me was it might just be a battlefield... A, a battlefield skin but the skin is so well done yeah. that i think i might be interested it's very weird like it's very mark hamill 1981 like yeah. they just really kind of nailed that look and you you yeah. couldn't help but get excited to see that happen in the game and they had somebody controlling luke as he ran out and <laughs> force powered a bunch of stormtroopers out of the way and and all that stuff but, that looked pretty good yeah did you uh, see the uh, was it during that conference or later that they showed um the co-op thing the co-op tattooing thing. Yeah, where was that? I guess it was uh, I can't remember if it was uh, uh, Sony or Microsoft. It's, it was one of the two. Oh, Sony. You're right. It was Sony. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about that yet. But I, in context with that. Oh, yeah, um, you can. It's it's different game modes, all cool. that stuff just look, yeah. look grand. Yeah, I can't wait for that freaking thing. Um, Need for Speed, I think it's going to scratch my uh, mid-decade uh, racing game itch. In the 90s, it was Ridge Racer. In the early, in the 2000s, it was Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2. And I'm ready for another one. And Need for Speed, maybe that's going to be it. It's going to be out November 3rd. I guess we'll see. But it, I, for me, it strikes the right balance between fun and actual racing. It's much more on the fun. You know, the dial is on the fun side. But sure. I think it's uh, it's it's... It used to be very well done, and I hope they managed to recapture that magic. Well, last year, or last year, last gen, the two racing games that mattered to me most were uh, Burnout Paradise, which I still think is probably the best thing ever made in that generation for driving. And I also really, really liked the Dirt series, and those pretty much owned me. Uh, Need for Speed has been flopping around since those underground games. Not sure what it wants to be. Sometimes it's arcadey, sometimes it's sim. They want to be Forza one year, and the next year they want to be goofy and more Burnout. This looks like a return to Underground. Yeah, it definitely looked like it. And that's great from all the Return to Fast and Furious, basically. Yeah. Some cheesy full motion video integrated extremely well with, with uh, in game graphics stuff. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, that the transition was perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, sign me up. I actually think this is the first time in a long time Need for Speed is on my radar again. Yeah. And they're just calling it Need for Speed. So, reboot, reboot basically. Um, Oh, by the way, Mass Effect Andromeda, if you're interested in that, is uh, has been announced for release date of uh, holiday 2016. Makes sense. So we're going to get it. At Sounds that all right. Hopefully we don't. Uh, hopefully we see more of that. When would we oh, we see? will. We will next year. Um, you know, next E3, yeah, that'll be big. Then. Next E3, I think they're going to introduce it before that. But um, yeah, do you think that's Shepard? Are we getting new people? We don't know that yet. I think we're getting. I don't know. I know Shepard's supposedly dead or something, right? Yeah, well, he, you know, that never means anything. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, they said to explore an entirely new ga- galaxy, which, you know, Andromeda, that's probably what it is. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing new people and maybe a couple of cameos here and there. It, it would be nice to see something different, but... Um, yeah, I, I um, like Shepard a lot as a protagonist, so I wouldn't be sad. To me, that's like getting rid of Master Chief in Halo. I think it's a mistake. Well, that's the thing. It's a, you know, okay, I'm going to talk about the pet peeve about the Master Chief, and you know, the the Halo Five announcement video. They are so 
stuck with the image of Master Chief and his stupid Spartan costume and, and helmet that in the introduction video, they made it, ooh, it's a mystery. Who is it that's walking in the sand? You know that thing for a couple of years ago, walking in the desert, and he has like a cape and with a hood on his head, and who could it be? And then he takes off the hood, and it's Master Chief with his helmet. And you're like, if you're wearing a freaking helmet, why would you need a freaking hood on your head? This is silly. And it annoyed me. That is a little annoying. I completely agree with you. And that's just because, you know, there's this image that, ooh, Master Chief, you don't see his face, and he's got the helmet, and that's who he is. And basically, long story short, I wouldn't wouldn't mind uh, Bioware not being completely beholden to everything that made the first Mass Effect trilogy, trilogy, you know, and including the characters. They don't... And I also hope they... they, I'd like to see more... Have space play a bigger, bigger role, because really... That game was a hub station in the ship. Uh, speaking mostly of two here and three, but the you'd be in the ship and it's like, all right, I want to go to that planet. And you'd have a brief animation of what the ship would be like turboing off to somewhere. And then you go land on the planet and you wouldn't really see the interstitial stuff. You, you, you really didn't feel like you were in a universe. You felt like you were in a, a kind of a mall and you were just choosing which Agreed. story to go to. And I, I would love it if that expanded and became more, I don't need Eve online where it takes days to get anywhere. I just mean, you know, make well, it just like, like the first one. You know, in the first one, you had a much more open world where you could just go and do stuff, and then you know, it felt like exploration a little bit. In the the second one, you had you know, you have three planets, and then you move on to the next stage, and you have another three planets. And I didn't really like it, but anyway, we'll talk about Mass Effect Andromeda um, when it's announced. I mean, when we have more details. Um, the one I real, I'm really excited about is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is a prequel to Mirror's Edge and at the same time a reboot. Uh, that's going to be coming out uh, February 23rd, 2016. And, um, you know, Mirror's Edge is a game that I really enjoyed. I thought it was rough around the edges, but it, it introduced so many cool concepts. And it, it, there was a mood and, an uh, you know, sound mood as well and a visual artistry to it and a gameplay innovation to it I, I it would have needed a second episode to refine all of this and to polish all of this and it didn't get it and that was too bad and i'm hoping that uh the the second one which looks phenomenal by the way it looks really good for that very spartan art style uh mm-hmm. that i'm hoping it's going to be uh that evolved version of the initial one's gameplay even though the initial one was what Seven years ago? Seven, yeah. Stuff, so much has changed since then. So many of the conventions of that kind of game have changed. Mm. It's funny. It's like, I know we're going to talk about Shenmue when we get to Sony, but it's this idea that, you know, seven years ago, which is a long time ago, but it was still kind of just last generation. We were we were not that different graphics-wise, you know, than we are today. There, certainly, we've improved some, but it is funny to to look back and, and think about how much really has changed in our games, and, and our, our memories are a little skewed about what they used to be like. So, um, yeah, all that stuff looked really good. The one yeah. thing that really blew my mind, uh, and listen, Mirror's all Edge. Right, I'm listening, Scott. Go Mirror's ahead. Mirror's Edge, exciting, great, whatever. Bring it on. They showed a trailer at this thing for a game that I don't really care about and don't really want to start playing again that made me actually maybe want to try to play it again. And it was pure CGI, no gameplay shown, just some nice story, but Wait, man. It, Mirror's what? Edge? No, I'm talking about the Old Republic, dude. Oh, right, right, right. That Knights of the Fallen Empire trailer with those two brothers and that whole thing with their dad and stuff. So compelling to me. (laughs) But I've watched it six or seven times, a bunch of times with the kids. Uh, 
It's really good, really well done, and made me kind of want to play that again. And I don't really want to <laughs> play that again. You know? Well, you know, there's going to be, this is perfectly timed, of course. It's going to be Star Wars. A, a, you know, frenzy with the release of the new movie by the end of the year. You know, you're going to be trying this this game as well. And they did that really clever thing where people who get back in and who get the expansion are going to be playing at the max level with their friends. You know, the the Draenor route for mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. You yeah. get a max level character or you know level cap for the beginning of this expansion, and uh, you're just in. And they know how to do single player experiences at uh, Bioware. And uh, it seems like they're get, trying to get a little bit more of that in this expansion. I don't see a reason why anyone should n- not get back in, even if it's just to play for, you know, the leveling experience and for a month or two and then get back out. There's no reason for to not you. The only yourself. downside is The only downside is for you to get that level cap 60 business, you have to be a subbing player. If you play it without the monthly subscription... It's free to play, but you've got to level zero to sixty and then yeah. beyond. But and play that for a couple of pay for a couple of months then. I guess so. I don't know. I don't want to play that early content. Okay. I play that again. And I <laughs> I just No want no, to but go- you subscribe for a couple of months, you get that, that thing if you subscribe, right? Uh, I think you will. Well yeah, you're right. If you pay for a couple you're right. If you pay yeah. twenty bucks or however two months is gonna cost you, then you're that's yeah. a good point. Maybe I will. <laughs> if if it's as bioware as they're promising and talking about this story driven experience. Uh, much more like traditional Bioware style games, be they Mass Effect or as old as Baldur's Gate or whatever, then you then you you probably got my interest for a couple of months. Um, so but that that trailer's rad. It's really good. Um, so what did you think about that Unravel plat- puzzle platformer game? Uh, remind me which one that was. was the, that the one with the with the yarny little red yarn oh, dude. Oh, the little yarny dude. Uh, the guy presenting it was super excited. <laughs> Uh, well, it's his game. He'd better be. Yeah, he's really into it. I'm a big fan of that kind of game. So, uh, you know, puzzly limbo style, you know, the side scrolly stuff that's somehow retro but new at the same time. Um, unique ways, unique mechanics that we haven't thought of before. That's really where my bread's buttered in gaming these days. I really, really like those experiences. And I love that small teams are able to come up with these great concepts. So, to answer your question, yeah, I'm, very, I'm actually really excited about that game. Okay, um, I, I, it seemed a little loosey goosey on control, and some there's some stuff there that is I don't know how it feels, and that's important with a game like that. Um, but what they showed seemed very interesting to me, and uh, yeah, enlightened. So I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for that kind of stuff. And it's nice to see EA, you know, showing off some smaller projects. It's not all Madden, FIFA, and <laughs> and Star Wars. That's yeah, good. jumping right over uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. <laughs> did, not, did not impress uh, you at all, that game. Uh, like, no. ugh, well, care. I didn't really like the first one, and this uh, it's not for me. Maybe it's for you, no. and you, I mean, the, the I'm sure it's kind of fun. It's a free-to-play, uh, competitive, cute, competitive FPS. It's, it just didn't do it for me. It, kids love it. It's it's an audience of shooters that, that, that you know that aren't necessarily playing Call of Duty or their parents won't let them or whatever, so it gives them a chance to kind of have that competitiveness. I played it for like I don't know, probably seven, ten hours. The first one uh, was free on PS4. Last was it last E3? Yeah, day? that's when I yeah. played it. No, it was it was last couple of months or something, maybe something, three months. Remember now, but uh, it was fun while I played it, and then I just kind of went, yeah, I do this in a lot of other kinds of games, and yeah. and I think I'd rather spend time in there doing that. Exactly. So so yeah, if you liked the first one, guess what? More of that coming. Yeah, exactly. There's a 
what I literally wrote in my notes is stupid tablet minion game from uh, Despicable <laughs> Me, um, whatever. And then, obviously, Scott, you're American, so you were super hyped about EA Sports. Sit in the game with an, an unbearable interview with Pelly. No, uh, none of that was any good, except I do like video game hockey. Uh, well, I, whatever. I like. I actually like video game sports games, but I didn't like their focus or the way that they talked about these games. I think they didn't deserve as much floor time as they got. Maybe that's more bread and butter and they have to. Uh, the Pele thing was, was interminable. It was awful. Uh, like he's great. He's a national treasure for whoever is his home country. Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, I guess. Um, but uh, he didn't really come out i mean he, he whatever yeah, that was marketing you know they paid him a lot of money to be the the whatever mascot of the game of fifa and they they thought well we paid him a lot of money we'd better use him and he's an icon and blah 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 you know maybe that's going to be useful to get articles in consumer magazines and you know specialist sports magazine Ooh, pele's in fifa Woo-hoo. Yeah, mainstream well, news yeah. is interested in what they were doing there and they need that and i get it as, yeah, as, as a, a as a person as a gamer yeah it's fine as a gamer, boring, but uh, hockey looked great. They they have a lot to improve upon over the last years, and I love a good hockey game. So I'm, that's actually a game that's on my radar. I'm, I'm okay. interested in playing that new hockey. You know, wh- knowing nothing about any of these quote-unquote sports uh, things, um, I think there's one element that could be interesting. It's the inclusion of fantasy football in NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be fun, I'm sure, for some yeah, people. People have been begging for that for years and having... Yeah. Having the ability to draft fantasy teams and have that Why not? occur with your friends in an organized way that isn't you in a spreadsheet and your buddies over Skype, that's a, that's a pretty cool uh, mm-hmm. feature. I'll, I'll, I'll bet people are really excited about that. I still, I still think the market has suffered from being a EA-only football entity in NFL when they signed that contract and everybody else got booted. I think that was bad for the business, bad for video games, and bad for football. But... Since they have it and still have that contract, it's nice to see them at least trying some new things because I think their sales are down. They don't sell as many Maddens as they used to. It's not the juggernaut it used to be. You know, FIFA's became become their most you know profitable game. Period. Yeah. So uh, yeah, anything they can do to that to to spruce that up, I guess I'm all for. And last year's game was good. That was a good Madden game, solid. So build on that. Add some new features. You know, give us something a little better. I still don't think it needs to be annualized. They could probably update rosters every year, <laughs> do every other year, but that's a different complaint. Um, but yeah, the the fantasy football probably going to make a lot of people happy. Are we ready to move on to Aisha Tyler's poop jokes and sex poop jokes? jokes and sex jokes? So she's been like, I want to say three years at this. Uh, she's I really like her. Um, Ubisoft a, conference, by the way. Ubisoft conference. Yeah, I don't know why they feel that need to to be the edgy conference that says uncomfortable things, and it's not just her. <laughs> They just they're that way. They have been for years, and I don't I don't understand why. It's they, a little bit too much. It, it, who was that coffee guy they had a couple of years ago? Do you remember that? Um, not caffeine really. man or something. And they had a guy. He wasn't presenting the whole thing, but I don't remember what the deal was. It was somebody called Mister Caffeine, okay. and he was just terrible. Okay. It and, doesn't ring a bell. No, it was really bad. But she did fine. It was fine. Uh, the Trey Parker introduction stuff with Matt Stone and them talking about Can the you, next South Park was cool. Can you say that? title of the game the fractured let's see i'm sorry it's called south park the fractured butthole excellent which yeah i think that's an interesting title yeah it's no butthole in there at all if you think about it it's just (laughs) butthole uh it looks like um so it's superheroes right instead of fantasy different different than fantasy which i don't know i don't know if i'm 
I don't know about that. I'm I don't know. I like the fantasy thing. I think that's fun when they they basically play D and D in their little world in South Park and the superhero game is but it's cool. interesting. It's cool that they're not remaking a, a playing D and D thing, right? And and with the superhero craze with Marvel, I think there's a lot of opportunities for for silly fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yes, and they did a really good job of the last one. I don't remember if they said it was Obsidian doing it or not. No, it's it's okay. another someone else. That's somewhat concerning. Obsidian has a great track record. Um, I know they're in a kind of a strange place right now with their CEO stepping down, co-founder, and uh, Pillars of Eternity is out and doing well. But, you know, I don't know where they're at. So maybe that was something to do with this. But they're good at this, and they seem to really nail the humor, but also keep it an intact, fun game to play. Uh, whoever the new guys are, I guess, good luck, because that, that's probably not easy. Yeah, You um, know the thing that came out of nowhere and that actually I enjoyed quite a bit? Hmm. Well, you do because you know the notes, but um, oh, yeah, see these right here. Yeah. Um, for honor, that, oh yeah, you know people saying there are absolutely no new IPs and it's just sequels and and reboots and blah blah blah. Well, you're probably right, but there are also new stuff and innovative uh, uh, gameplay experiences, and for honor is one of them. Um, it was just announced. We don't have an ETA. Uh, we don't either for uh, the Fractured But Whole game, um, I think. Uh, but, you know, For Honor is a melee combat game that apparently works. Um, it looks really good. That's basically the opposite of Battlecry that we saw at the Bethesda conference. And it looks very good, first of all. And the system they have is really interesting so first of all you play you choose one of three factions which is regular you know western knights uh vikings or uh asian japanese samurais and you you have a multiplayer uh competitive gameplay type with uh capturing objectives and all of this and you have a bunch of small uh ai controlled dudes that you can probably kill very easily kind of like titanfall um it almost looked like uh the romance of three kingdoms what no the the ah oh, japanese no, hyrule uh, warrior uh, hi, uh, the um uh, dynasty shot. warriors dynasty warriors there you go um but then you have the opposing team which was four on four uh, on in this demo and so the way you control your your weapons is with your r stick with your right stick you just decide if you're going to be parrying or attacking up left or right and there's a lot of you know stances you move around your opponent trying to find the opportunity to strike and when you strike it's not just one hit and you kill them but there are you know it's not either like you have to hack at them a million times you know 15 times to kill them and i don't know there was just an aesthetic that looked good uh the system looks like it might work and no one has managed to do melee combat uh well in that sense for player versus player uh so i'm thinking that this might do it and it gets me really excited yeah i, I completely agree it's a bit like chivalry on the pc if, for those listening who don't really know what we're talking about um much more refined than that much more i don't know weighty and and developed and it just looked really sharp uh i felt like the hits and the and the movements and stuff just had heft to them which is really important to me in a game like this whereas chivalry is a little stiff um yeah it looked good I, w- I was surprised by that one. Didn't know it was coming. Uh, the, the focus on strategic melee combat that isn't just mat and bu- button mashing uh, or mat and bushing, as I was about to say. 
Uh, that's really that's high marks for me because um, I, I think I've been done for years with things where I just mash buttons. You know, that being said, Witcher Three is a bit mashy. Um, a little bit, yeah. But I, but I, but the other things kind of make up for it. Like you're you're mashing for a reason when the whole game is about killing other dudes in a mashy way. Give me give me more nuance, and and you make me a very happy guy. Like mm-hmm. Batman with its combat, or you know, other games have done some innovation there as well. I thought Shadows of Mordor did a good job of that. Or Shadow of Mordor. So yeah, this is uh, this was a not only a surprise but also perhaps the one you know one of the few games out of these conferences uh, that that got me jazzed. Agreed. Uh, that's definitely one of those. What do you think of the division this far? In it looked uh, <laughs> interesting. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff we've seen before. Basically, it's Destiny now. Yeah, kind of a little bit. Um, it's. So, first of all, we have a release date, uh, March 8th, with a beta early 2016. So that's that's cool because The Division is definitely a game that is uh, a lot of people are, are waiting for. Um, it they In their presentation, they still had the um, team people playing with commenting on their game to try and give you an impression of what it would be like to be in that game. Um, yeah. But they had a lot more technical lingo like technical mmo lingo they were talking about aggro and uh, levels and uh, loot and all of that um so what they did was they went into what they what's called a dark zone which is a competitive you know semi-competitive pvp area you go in try to get loot um by killing uh, computer enemies pve but then you have to get the loot cleaned up basically extracted and so you have to sit there below a, a helicopter and wait for it to get to get to to get here and then 30 seconds or so to extract the loot and once you you've extracted it it everyone in that team receives the loot but you also have other teams that can come in and you know either look at you and say that's fine do your thing we'll go after or try to kill you and steal your loot um and even someone within your team for some reason i'm not sure what the benefit is you know aside from griefing could kill you as well and take the loot the loot for themselves um and that's a super seductive concept it feels like something super cool that you would have the freedom to do that but and the game looked really good maybe not as good as it did in the previous uh demos that looked completely mind-blowing this looked like really good so i'm not disappointed but um that kind of concept can very easily become a griefing fest with the actual gameplay of it being just get into the thing be pissed off because you got grouped with the wrong kind of people um, that don't know what they're doing and then you have this level 59 dude waiting for you behind a corner to take your, the loot that you took 30 minutes to get so I, I'm, I think it could be cool it does look like the implementation of it does look like it could be somewhat uh, you know they're saying it's not instanced but it could be somewhat destiny like I think destiny mechanically gets all of this end game MMO type thing very well um, even though you know some people don't like the game but it does do that it strikes the balance between single player and multiplayer and replayability of environments and 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 uh, missions and dungeons really well it could do that and i would be excited for that but i'm a little bit worried about that it becomes crappy in in real situations when you do those griefy 
possible things. I completely agree. I don't know how they're going to balance. In fact, the words out of your mouth at the time was, I think you, we saw it going on and you said, Ugh, this is hard to balance. And I completely yeah. agree. Like balancing that, figuring out a way to make that work. Because basically it's sanctioned team griefing. Yeah. Because uh, in the, you know, previously, if you're, if you're doing something bad to another, another team opposed to you, that's not griefing. That's trying to win. This is kind of just a way to troll and, and I don't know it's it, they've got well, it do- could still be griefing you know if you have gray kill in in uh MMOs when you go sit around and kill people that are much lower level than you I guess you have the choice not to go in the dark dark zones but mm-hmm. yeah no you well you definitely have the choice but I I don't know I'm I'm a little on the uh I'm a little on the don't know how they're going to do it fence because mm. this stuff's hard and that they may have figured it out, but they didn't show me how they figured it out. Like what they showed just looked like, ah, I'm going to be a dick and turn on my team. <laughs> like that's not enough for me to go. Hmm. So what would compel you not to do that? Like, give me more. What are the repercussions? Like the real repercussions. You got to have that risk and reward on every turn. It can't just be, I'm going to be a jerk. Boop, see you guys. And even uh, if you do, you know, if there's some sort of bounty system that puts a bounty on your head when you do that too much, then then you're being pushed to not do it. But what's the reward if you do do it? I'm not saying it can't be done. It definitely could. But it's, as we were saying, super hard to get right. Right. Well, time time tells on that one, although it's taken so long for that game to come out. Who knows? They showed some, uh, some other cool stuff. Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max, which <laughs> that's fine, except it, it was a little too... Hey, look at us being all ironic with these images of the unicorn and flaming... Uh, it was a cat riding a flaming unicorn that shoots lasers out of its eyes with a rainbow in the background. It was very yeah. bl- a Far Cry Blood Dragon-y. Sure. Except it was to me, it was more like, I don't know, let's take all these memes and mash them up. And mm. I don't know. There's there's something, there's a reason those things are viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not, I agree. But, it, you know, it's not a big deal. It's Trials Fusion. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's Trials Fusion. They're already a little weird, that game. That game's really fun, actually, so... The idea of getting some some cool expansion content there looks looks good, and the stuff you do in there is insane. Uh, um, expansion what for what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The crew. I was going to call it the poo. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's an expansion with bikes, uh, uh, monster trucks, rally cars, dragsters. Fine. I haven't even launched the game. Honestly, I, I've heard so many bad things about it. I have it. I haven't launched it. Um, Trackmania tur- Turbo uh, with a VR demo of some sort. That's going to be puke-inducing. Um, oh, anno 2205. Go yeah, to the moon in Anno whatever 05. Yeah, you're expanding to the moon. I played the yeah. previous Anno series game. Um, other than it being horribly irritating with its Uplay integration, it was a pretty neat city builder, although mm. very complicated, so I kind of lost interest in it. Uh, but we'll, we'll I think see. it's for a certain kind of people, yeah. Well, yeah. I hope city builders... love I hope, it, but... I hope city skylines teaches some lessons about some simplification uh that, that's a really great city builder and and they could learn from that so we'll see i, I well, like the I th- feedback, you, know? you know just like uh strategy games there are some people that love the complexity of those games that they can go and tweak every single little thing and i think anno is for those people so yeah, yeah they exist those yeah. that rare beast they're <laughs> out there um Let's let's skip over Just Dance and the fact that you can play with a phone now. You don't need a, a Kinect or whatever. And the fact that they have a subscription service with Just Dance and Unlimited and the fact that they had whatever dude, Jerome dude guy that was a, a hit singer that we didn't yeah. know. Yeah, um, don't any of that. It's dumb. And uh, 
Ghost Recon Wildlands was, you know, I love Ghost Recon because I remember the series from, you know, back in the early 2000s when I would spend hours trying to get a mission right. And this one is kind of like an open world Ghost Recon type of thing that where you can choose to do whatever you want to complete the mission in that open world with cooperative elements and there was this drug cartel dude that you could take at his drug factory or wait until he was traveling somewhere else and go stealth or infiltrate the thing i didn't really know what the gameplay was but mm. it kind of got me interested it, it was kind of cool very far cry but um, i agree but adding it's funny ubisoft it feels like almost every game they're making is yeah you and four of your friends go gear up with your guns and your hooch and let's go over the hill and try to strategically take down a thing. Like they're, <laughs> they're definitely, they're definitely going all out on that. Right. Especially the Clancy games. They all sort of are, are this thing. Mm. Um, but that being said, I really want to play that game. I think that looks like a lot of fun. I like the setting. I like the guerrilla warfare aspect to it. Special ops kind of business happening. And I like that it's, you know, what was that ghost recon game? And on the 360 that was like future tech, yeah, I think it was literally Future Tech or Future Warrior. Future Warrior. That's what it was. Future Warrior, right? Or Warrior, so. whatever it was. Warrior of the Future. I like those games okay, but I like this. This is a gritty kind of real world thing. And the fact that it's open world and there's there's opportunities there to kind of do what you want, where you want to do it, when you want is very exciting. So it's funny because that was the one that nobody had heard about. It hadn't been leaked. There'd been no talk about it. Bit of a surprise and came off as a game that I would probably play. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Maybe more than... Uh, Honestly, sorry, sorry, I, I wasn't listening. My friend asked me if I wanted some mashed potatoes or some French fries. I said French fries, and he was like, "Well, sorry, you're getting mashed potatoes." So wow. you know, I guess beggars can be choosers. Hardly uh, a cho- I want fries. Not, not really a choice at all. Now yeah. that you mention it, um, but yeah, I uh, more than a, the division. I'm excited about that more than that. If that okay. says something about it, so yeah, more than the division. Wow, yeah. isn't that weird? I know. Yeah, it is weird. Partly because the division is trying to force a team aspect down my throat that I don't know I want. Mm, whereas maybe. the other one is, I think, at least my impression was, it was you could be a little less coordinated. <laughs> you know, you could just kind of have more fun and not worry that Bill dropped the ball or is going to turn on us at any minute. Mm. That that's that for whatever reason that's more interesting to me. So we'll, well see. I don't we'll, know. We'll also, learn it's more. Big, it's big jungle areas and deserts and stuff, and I, I, that always wins for me. Mm. It's not the Ghost Recon of old, and we don't have a, a, a release date, by the way. Um, but yeah, well, I'm I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. Rainbow Six, you're a big fan. I like Rainbow Six a lot. I was a huge fan. Um, that is a very tactical experience. Always was in the back in the old days. So if Rainbow Six, uh, what's this called, Siege, can live up to that, that's great. Uh, Angela Bassett's in it and got on stage and didn't know anything about anything she was talking about. <laughs> that was about. terrible. I really like her. It was but, the equivalent of Pele for EA. Yeah, they basically did the same thing. Um, she's an incredible actress, and, and I'm yeah. super glad she's mo-capped in this game, and I think she looked great in the footage we saw, but she didn't know jack about the game, and that's that's fine. She kept calling it a movie, or I don't know what was going on. That was she weird. She was reading her script. Yeah, it was very strange. But that beta's coming. We get it the fall, 24th of September, and uh, ETA is right around October 13th for release. Yep. 
Uh, I'm suddenly very excited about October because that's a game I've got my eye on. You, you've heard people who don't like it, so I'm a little concerned. You know, I'm not, I'm not even sure anymore. I think some of my journalists' friends were telling me it wasn't as good as they thought during a playtest back in, I don't know, a couple of months ago. But I might have it confused with someone else, something else, so I'm not going to say anything anymore. Well, there you have it. We know nothing. John Smith. Um, yeah. Uh, you know nothing, Patrick. Um, let's, let's do an interlude and, uh, talk about the not so great conferences, which are Nintendo, Square Enix and PC gaming. All right. Um, now I'm going to take issue with one of these. Okay. The rest of them agree with you hundred percent. So the Nintendo conference, I would say was light on what we want out of them, which is a bunch of games, right? Like uh, we didn't, there wasn't a <laughs> bunch of seems like else. an essential component. Yes. But man, that puppet intro is a thing of legend and specialness. And I want them to do that all the time. And I, I would watch a half hour situational comedy about these puppets every week. <laughs> I loved the puppet stuff. Um, I agree. I the puppets were kind of cool. And I love how weird they are. Nintendo is not afraid to be weird to yeah, let the Japs, to much, let the Japan hang out. I I'm fine with that, but I just don't feel like the games that got showed and, and the lack of Zelda in there and the lack of NX talk or any of that other stuff was all very disappointing. So yes, you're right that that was a disappointing conference, but bring on the weird man. That was, that was some grade a weird. I think it was more than disappointing. I think it was a spectacular fail. I think they burned a lot of goodwill from their fans. I, I think the message shown in that uh, conference was, we have a few crumbs we're getting out for you on the current consoles, but our focus is entirely on the NX. And all of the goodwill that they had managed to build up from last year, where everyone was saying the Wii U is dead, and they brought it back from the grave and made people love that freaking console including me um and now they they have they should have not done a presentation they had nothing to announce they should have made a very quick video about Star Fox 0 and then continued um doing their their monthly or tro- uh, quarterly Nintendo directs and not make a big deal of this presentation at E3 that they didn't need um they've always done weird things but over the years, it's made us kind of, you know, uh, endeared us to their weirdness. But this one was the one too many. And it w- it went right back to the weird, uncomfortable thing. And, uh, you know, we got Mario Maker date September 11th. Um, Star Fox Zero is coming out holiday 2015. Um, yeah. And the thing is, Star Fox Zero is really showing the limits, the technical limits of the Wii U. It's... It's great for Mario games and Mario Kart and all of this. They look beautiful, but to make a space shooter game, at least Star Fox Zero, it doesn't look horrible, but compared with the current standards, it does not stand up to them. I'm also not a fan of Star Fox at all, so it doesn't interest me in the least. I never liked it in the old days or or otherwise, so to me it's not a game I'm interested in. So you're 100% right. The The game of that video, pretty much lame. Yeah. Uh, Anything however, you liked? I mean, well, Z- I, I Triforce will... Heroes for Zelda, like a puzzle sure. co-op game. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Honestly, everything I really care about from Nintendo is either out or they won't talk about yet. Like exactly, Zelda. exactly. That's the problem, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they were faced with that problem and they did a thing and maybe shouldn't have it. I don't know. Maybe they felt like they had to. But I do want to celebrate one aspect of this, and that is, I think their format. And I said it last year, and I'll reiterate it again. And I'm not arguing that all stage shows should end because there's something about those and it sure gave us a lot of talk, talking points, right? But I love the, prepare, the pre-prepared 
documentary style approach. Not to, one there like this. <laughs> no, you could argue this one failed, but I think last year was a good example of how it could be done right. Okay. I think I think the entire PC conference should have been that. Oh, it my should have been God. a well-filmed documentary style thing that focused on games, a couple of developer interviews, well-paced, interesting stuff, like a documentary, a well-made like indie game documentary. Uh, as an example of something you might see that, that would be similar to that and make that make me watch that for two hours. That would have been so much better mm. than what they did. So I'm actually a fan of the format, but I, yeah, I agree. Other than the puppets, Nintendo's just kind of, I don't yeah. know what they're. Know what so they're a couple of uh, announcements for this, uh, uh, Amiibos in, in Skylanders, superchargers, basically Skylanders that can switch to Amiibo. There are Donkey Kong and Bowser, uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes on 3DS. It's a puzzle game, uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends, basically Hyrule Warriors on 3DS, uh, coming Q1 2016. Um, Metroid Prime Federation Force is not a Metroid Prime. It's a four-player co-op thing, which is getting uh, uh, people downvoting the YouTube video and, and demanding a, an interruption of the uh, development of the game. People are pissed about this. It's coming 2016. Uh, Fire Emblem If is called Fire Emblem Fates. It's coming to the West 2016. Weird mirage, mirage, mirage masters thing that was just weird. weird um, yeah. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. I mean, come on, that was so not bad. Interested? They showed that last year, but I'm not interested in that. And you're an Animal Crossing fan, and I love Animal Crossing. I would play a new Animal Crossing right now if they were giving me one, but they're not. They're giving us some. They're giving me the the part of the game I hated the most. <laughs> but they basically they took a piece of it. It's like saying, "Hey guys, check it out." Uh, Mar- remember Mario? Yeah. Well, we're gonna make a game that's just the underwater level. Like that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Like that's the worst part of that game is all that moving furniture around bullcrap. I know some people like to collect and do that, and I know there's a there's an audience, but it ain't me. I, I think I it's it's very young children. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, Yokai Watch is coming to the West uh, this holiday. That's a very big game, you know, that we've talked about before. Sure. Um, Yoshi's uh, Woolly World was talked about again. Uh, a new Mario and Luigi, Luigi paper RPG paper thing. That's um, exciting. I love those games. Yeah, that's cool. We don't have a date, though, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Mario Tennis, Ultra Smash. Okay, that's coming 2015. It's not a huge that'll deal. That'll yeah. be fun. But see, that's the thing. We got lots of small, fun things, but, well, lots of small things, some of which were kind of fun. But overall, anyway, I've said what I thought. And that Mario 30-year anniversary video is the worst thing I have ever (laughs) seen, ever. Show me a dead raccoon in the street. It would be better than that video. It was was pretty bad. It was the worst kind of let's do a cool community. Everyone sends them their, you know, I'm wearing a Mario mustache video filmed with my phone and we'll mash them up together. It was terrible. It was terrible. It showed Nintendo in the worst possible light. I I hated it because I love Nintendo. Anyway. I do too. I mean, it's always disappointing uh, when that company doesn't do what you want them to do, but... mm. But then again, they kind of do what they want to do, and sometimes that works, and we'll see. Yeah. Next and in this case, it didn't work. I mean, yeah. Zelda Wii U is the last thing, and we're all NX all the time from now on, and it's still a year away from the presentation. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix, honestly, translations for Nintendo was the same problem. Japanese language is so dry, so matter-of-factly. When you translate, try to make it a little bit more lively. It was like, and now we will show you that we have... A an amiibo that can also turn 
into a Skylander. Yeah. We hope that players will enjoy this wonderful <laughs> game that we're building with love. That's Dude. A cre- that's a cool crossover, though, you got to admit. Them, them joining forces in that way. Yeah, yeah, but it's all about the presentation. And Square Enix's presentation, I, I did the French version of this show, Le Rendez-vous Jeu, um, earlier, and a friend of mine had an excellent description of Square Enix's presentation. It was the Nintendo presentation in format, but with great content, that suffered from the fact that the format was terrible. I agree. Um, so I only saw t- bits of this, so I, I'm, I'm coming to the Square Enix one a little bit, uh, a little bit raw because I didn't get to see the whole thing. But what I did see, and from the reactions I saw, especially yours, sound like a grim, grim deal over there, Square Enix. But they did, you know, they have games. They're just cause three coming uh, December first. There's DSX uh, uh, shown for the first time in game. Uh, it looks great. It looks stunning. Um, you know, and everyone's excited for it. They reiterated what they said before, um, which is the fact that it's, uh, you know, you can approach the game any way you want. It looks really cool. Kingdom Hearts 3 got people nuts. I never played them, so I don't really know how, you know, it didn't feel like such a big deal, but I guess it, it was. Um, there's uh, details on the Hitman reboot. There's a dynamic world where you have, like, sort of, shared world contract targets that you can only have for 48 hours which is kind of weird it's coming december 8th uh the hitman reboot um and uh dsx is early 2016 i think i'm ready for a new hitman i'm actually excited about yeah Uh, star ocean are you ready for that title don't care star ocean integrity and faithlessness yeah i don't care about that yeah Japanese. You know why? Because it's super anime and that title just makes me want to go lay down. <laughs> well, some people love it and, you know, JRPGs are a thing and I like some of them, so. Uh, new project... And Faithfulness. Just just yeah. let that sink in. That's the dumbest sounding name ever to a game. That was my reaction exactly. And that's anyway. because they just translated without adapting it. That is why Japanese company usually or often fail at these kinds of things because they... Uh, anyway... Yeah. Ah, all right. Localization's um, hard. We we yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Uh there's a new um Nier game by Platinum Games and honestly if you haven't heard about Nier, I'm not going to uh fault you for it. It was a old PlayStation 3 uh RPG game that again people were very excited for. Uh Platinum Games is behind Bayonetta, which is really cool. So I'm I'm I'll check them out. But overall, I don't think the Square Enix presentation was very interesting. Yeah, the the games I'm excited about, Just Cause 3, uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider, and what was the other one uh, that I'm, I mean, Hitman to some degree, but also, but mainly um, the new Deus Ex, but all that stuff. Yeah. Very exciting. But yeah, I, I don't know why they couldn't have put on a stage show that was slightly less uh, mm-hmm. anemic. It was, I mean, the, the translator was literally falling asleep. At some point, the CEO came in and did like a 30 second speech without translation. Yep. That was yeah. anyway, it was very badly done. It looked it didn't really? do again, it didn't do the brand a, a service. It did it a disservice and that brand is glorious. Square Enix. They they are very important developers and mm-hmm. that's when you realize how much you need marketing and PR and and that buzziness. You do need some of it. I know that gamers often uh think that it's it's unnecessary and just let developers do everything and be themselves too much of it is bad too little of it is square enix's presentation or 
the PC Gaming Show, also known as the PC Late Night Talk Show with Sean Plot. What did you yeah, think of that? Yeah, uh, that was really terrible. And I don't, and none of this is laid at the feet of Day Nine, aka Sean Plot. He did a great job for what he was given. Agreed. Basically, tried to create a Johnny Carson like set. They had a desk, interview chairs, and in the background, buildings that were made out of like a skyline you'd have in the rear of like a Letterman set, except. These were meant to look like uh, circuit boards and things. Uh, it was a very small stage, very small. Three hours. Three hours long. I sat through the entire thing. Myself and John Jagger did the entire thing on video. Uh, we had fun because we, it was so terrible. But the, it was, I, I would not have continued watching this had I not been streaming it. It, it was, was painful. very, very, very bad. And, and it was mostly an AMD commercial, and that really bothered me. Oh, uh, I didn't think it was too much. There were a couple of points where they presented their thing. They paid for the whole thing, probably. Well, they they you know, totally didn't bucks, I get that. So. But having them come out as guests between mm-hmm. developers and yeah. sit down and talk about their great new cards just smacked of yeah, you're not talking to the right audience. This isn't, you know, come out and say you've sponsored it. Be the first person on stage to say how excited you are about PC gaming and then turn it over to Sean and let him run a show. That's how I, I would have done it. I agree. I agree. Um, I think they would have built more, I don't know, just good goodwill with, with gamers. But just a real sleeper. They're none of the game. I mean, I, want, I don't want to say none of these games interest people. They certainly do. Killing Floor 2, great. Uh, Rising Storm 2, great. People, Some people are really into that stuff. Uh, you know, Phil Spencer, head of Oxbox, came out, talked about Killer Instinct crossplay with PC and Fable Legends. That was cool. That. You know, yeah. Killer Instinct on PC, the Gears of War Ultimate Edition on PC. That was yeah, cool. but like American Truck Simulator and Pixel Titans <laughs> and fun, but... Planet Coaster. And these are, these are all games somebody somewhere is going to be interested in. But PC gaming deserves has, better. Well, it has its high points, too. It has its, you know, its League of Legends, its Dota 2s, its Steam, its Valve, its... It's, uh, you know, it's a bigger thing than these guys were showcasing. I felt like yeah. this was more like, who can we get to this thing? Oh, that's it? Fine, let's get him in here. Well, uh, the thing is, you know, no one who is who has a big announcement is going to go do it there. Anyone who's big enough is is going to do the announcement uh, at their own event or at a big publisher's event or at, at a I'm, big uh, manufacturer event. I'm utterly shocked that Blizzard did announce as much as they announced there for both. Uh, well, it wasn't a lot to, to, to say. Well, there was actually some big there announcements. There was some. You know, the, the Blizzard portion was probably, and I'm not saying this because, you know, I love them, but it was the best built. It was exciting. There was information. There was content. There was, you know, stuff that you could feed on. There um, were things that were unrevealed anywhere else. All this yeah. other stuff known quantity for the most part i don't this, think blizzard is going to get back to the the next year if it's done like this I, I would be surprised if they go again no my feeling was they they got a little bit roped into this and didn't know what they were into i that that that's what i that's how it came off to me but they mm-hmm. did show this uh they continue this whole diablo theme for heroes which i'm hugely into right now and they revealed new characters two of them in fact that nobody knew were coming uh the video also revealed a whole bunch of things we did we we theorized about skins and some other things um it's one of those great in-game cinematics blizzard makes they showed that for the first time and they they announced uh this this prologue content that'll be free to everybody to play for starcraft legacy of the void which is a great bridge story single player thing Mm. before the the full game comes out like they made major announcements and and well not major but they made announcements yeah uh, major announcements within those two games spheres of information you know it's not like they announced a new mmo or something oh we didn't know about the three prologue missions 
No, that was not known until oh, last. Okay, day. sorry, because I, I, I knew. I thought I, I couldn't remember whether or not people. I don't knew. think that was public. I think that was okay. brand new info. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. And mm. everyone reacted there as if it was new information. But and King really Leoric cool. in Heroes, he looks awesome. He never dies, or when he does, he he turns into a ghost and he harasses people. Except they don't. He doesn't take off hit points. He reduces the amount of time that he stays dead, and then yeah. he spawns back where the ghost is. This is. Awesome. It's super it's cool. It's a really cool idea. It's maybe His another MOBA. Like, I don't know. Like, it looked amazing. They showed the yeah. monk. Uh, they don't show much more because he's still in early development, but he's in there. He's the first support class in Diablo's character roster, which means you could build a really powerful uh, Diablo team. composition team. It would be insane when he comes out. And they showed that new map off. Like That was all really, really cool stuff. Yeah. The thing that really blew my mind is you get your No Man's Sky guy out last uh, and have him announce that and he's very affable. I could listen to him all day. I think he's a very interesting guy. Um, I like how quiet he is. I like his approach. There's something about him. Um, anyway, he announced that P- the PC version of Fallout uh, or of No Man's Sky, which everyone assumed was in the works, but thought maybe you know Sony was going to spend the money to keep it exclusive and never be anywhere but PlayStation, uh, announced that not only was the PC version in well in development, but it will release the exact same day, whatever that day is, for both PlayStation 4 and PC, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it's enormous. It, yeah. Uh, well, not enormous, but it's definitely, compared to everything else they had, it's, it's a big tentpole of that presentation. Mm-hmm. And, and that you was, can't those, put those your... Two, those are your final two guests. I just want to mention that. The yeah. last two people in a three-hour event that was a <sighs> snore fest from top to bottom, those are your things Terrible. you save for last. I guess that's just the best way to do it. Do I think they... they I want to be positive. Uh, they learned a lot for this one. Uh, they're going to do a shorter show with a lot more beats for the show. They're going to hire someone from a freaking marketing team to do it. I think, yeah. you know, PC Gamer put it together. And it feels like, that, you know, it's not their job. So I understand they didn't, you know, they're publishing a website and a magazine. So understandably, they didn't really know how to do all of this. Um, but it feels like the PC industry everyone's doing lots of small things and no one's responsible for anything that's what it felt like yeah it was a little bit chaos like that and and i just don't know that you need to have the form you don't have to force this format you can true you can do other things you can be more independent and loose and apply some podcasting to it or something create a create a thing that's just a little less forced Cole scott johnson he'll do something better for you Uh, i don't know if i'll do that (laughs) all right but i put together more fascinating nerdtacular panels than that thing and again i don't blame day nine at all i think he did great he's affable enjoyable funny guy i like him a lot i don't think it's nobody should lay this at his feet i think the whole thing was just a badly run i think amd has the wrong idea of how to market themselves i it was just an odd odd event for sure better next year hopefully yeah let's hope so or if Uh, they have one at all i don't know my prediction is half they may not. Yeah, so. poss- very possible. You know, when when they first announced it, I was saying, why do we even need a PC gaming thing? PC gaming is everywhere. And, P- yeah. you know, there were a few, you know, PC Master Race people who were like, yeah, PC gaming, we, we love it. Yeah, we'll show you, console freaks. Yep. And, and I was <laughs> like, well, okay, maybe, I guess we'll see. And no. Right. Um, all right, let's get on to the last big two, uh, Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft, what did you think? Uh, all right. So that's always what it comes down to in these E3. Unfortunately, it becomes, you know, the battle who won E3 and everyone won. The gamers won. It's all cool. But I, I, I felt I was disappointed in that one because I, I'm, I'll look, I'm, I I don't want to say I'm 
I'm not. I've definitely loved my Xbox 360 as a huge fan. I don't own one yet because I haven't yet been presented with a compelling reason to own one. They haven't shown me a game I care enough about that I would cave and get it. Uh, Cuphead might do that, actually. It's funny, a little indie game like that might be the one. Um, but uh, I don't really... I'm not that invested in new Halo games. Halo is Halo, whatever. Don't really care. I mean, the campaign's interesting, whatever. Uh, it's 343. They've got a splotchy record, as far as I'm concerned, since Bungie left the franchise. So, whatever. There's that. Um, Gears, i really not that big of a Gears fan. I, I played one and three. I didn't play two. They're fine. Um, not so that big Gears of a... four announced for next year, holiday 2016. Correct. Uh, sort of excited about that one as far as how it looked, but I, I don't know. It's another Gears game. So, so what they were showing, the games just weren't as exciting to me. Um, that watercolor girl thing that they also showed at the PC conference, that looked pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, uh, Beyond I, Eyes. It looked yeah. really amazing. I lean toward these kinds of things. Like, I want to see weird new things. I want to see stuff nobody's doing, not the next AAA shooter that everyone's doing something version of. Well, they um, had a good amount of those. They had Beyond Eyes. They have Tacoma, which is the next game from uh, Fulbright that they'd gone home. It's going to be first on Xbox and PC. Same for Beyond Eyes, where you perceive the world through the, your other senses. And, you know, you might hear something and think it's a waterfall or a fountain. And then you get closer to it and you sort of see it in that watercolor thing. But then you get closer to it and you smell it. And it's a sewage pipe drain, so you, it changes in your... It, it looked really nice. Uh, yeah. Cuphead, which you're very much into, is also an Xbox and PC exclusive. So yeah. there's stuff for you. Well, yeah, they're on PC, though. You know? Like, yeah, I want yeah, that's reasons true. to get a... Because get a, I love my PC. It's my primary gaming device. So, you know, if you're going to give me a reason to get an Xbox, they really just didn't give me any reasons. Like, I just, once again... Mm. And then I don't, you know... The fact that everybody kind of short-shrifted, as we talked earlier, VR in general... I guess I'm not that upset or worked up that Microsoft basically didn't have a VR plan. I mean, they, they really don't. They have a lot of Windows 10 VR plans and they have some nice HoloLens yeah, plans on PC and still not sure that device is going to do anything more than let me look at stuff. But uh, they didn't say anything else about that. So I came away from that going, well, I guess they're not going to do any VR stuff. So what was I left with? Just Halo 5 and and Gears in a way because everything else that seemed super interesting to me is either a timed exclusive or is launching on PCs at the same time. So I don't know. I just kind of make the same the same argument for for the PlayStation Four though. They have you know Uncharted, but not a lot more. Well, I'd say Uncharted is their. I'd I'd, I'd argue that Uncharted is their Halo. Okay, in a lot of ways, yeah. it's their venerable series. And you're that more loved. into it, and I'm more into it. So it's it's more my style i um, i've had enough space marines with with uh, with uh, you know laser guns in my life i feel like uncharted at least gives me a different kind of narrative and experience so i'm i'm a little biased toward that kind of experience but putting that aside let's just look at other things they sh- showed at sony in comparison much more excited about last guardian uh which is a sony exclusive and looks it was, insane. i i call this press conference the fan service fiesta it was oh, incredible big, how much fan service they, they made. Big time. But at least in that particular case, fan service or not, that's a new game, new stuff to do, reminiscent of Icon's Shadow of the Colossus, but still something new. I think so, that's that's a new game for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then what was the other one with the girl and the and dinosaur robots? I cannot remember the name. Horizon of it. Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that looks wholly original. Very, very interesting. Concept I have not seen before. Beautifully shown. Uh, looked fun. PlayStation only, again, a, 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 an exclusive that isn't 
something I've played a million of before, five or four previous versions, and also is exclusive and not showing up on PC later. Like that's what I'm talking about. They were showing things over there that that I think you named the the only two, basically. But well, uh, sure, you know, there was some indie stuff too that they're you're not going to see anywhere else. And now I can't think of all mm. their names. We probably have them in the list here, and I probably should. Yeah. Just no, I mean, I agree. Uh, the thing, though, I, I was more excited by the Sony conference than I was by the Microsoft conference. There were a few cool things at, at Microsoft, and I'm going to get an Xbox One if only to play Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. You know, it's coming out November 10. I will have an Xbox One by November 10 at the latest, at the very latest. Well, the, the guys at Crystal Dynamics have said a few times that that's a timed exclusive, and nobody knows that the time frame is. Um, well, Scott, I want to play on, on November 10th. Yeah, if your goal is, if you want day one, then yeah, you're going to get it in Xbox for sure. Um, I'm, gonna- I, I'm not interested in the Elite controller thing. It's 150 bucks or something anyway. That doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. The 360 compatibility, I know you're not big on it, but for oh, me, yeah, about that, yeah. coupled with the Xbox Live Gold, where you get free, quote-unquote, uh, 360 games every month, I think that's a compelling reason because it, it expands your library and there are so many excellent games in that previous gen library that they can give you super good games every month that you don't have to almost pay for for and honestly i have a ps4 and a ps3 at home i never boot up my ps3 anymore i i just it for some reason you know i have some games coming up but it's a little bit older it's whatever it's slower i just want to play them on my existing console i don't understand why i need two uh, um, consoles from the same manufacturer to play those. Well, I do understand it's it makes complete sense, and but I think it's just a compelling, cool bonus thing. Um, and what else? Uh, that I, being I said, agree with that on that backwards compatibility. I think it's great that they're doing it, but it's a little bit like, uh, yeah, I would like to buy. I'd like to buy this burger. Well, you'll like it. It's brand new. It does all new things. It doesn't have tomatoes, though. But, uh, oh, really? I love tomatoes. That's what I loved about my old uh, burgers. No, no, no. Sorry. No tomatoes on this one. But here you go. Okay, great. Two years later, eh, we're giving you tomatoes again, but you got to buy it again. Uh, or, you know, whatever. Or well, you, you don't just, have to buy them. Well, no, I guess you, I guess you don't. Again. That's the whole point. Yeah. Look, I think if anybody is really worried about their old catalog, catalog of, of 360 games they may have invested in, this is a really great move. And I'm not, I am not seeing it in a negative light. I just it's just that it doesn't experience. do it for you. Well, I know from experience after dozens of console generations and seeing those and having them all my entire life, and whenever someone says, and we're going to be backwards compatible, I go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea because on paper, <laughs> And then that's you don't use it. You and then you don't. Then you don't care. You just want new games. You don't go back and go, oh, thank goodness this is here because I'm going to go back and play <laughs> Ghost Recon Future Fighter again. No, you're not. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's okay. all I'm saying. But I still think it's a, I, for them to do it yeah. is a nice gesture. I think it speaks volumes about where they're at in the console race. And it's a, it's a nice move. And it's a great way to stick it to Sony yeah. and say, well, you with your, you know, your PlayStation now charging people for games they may have previously owned, uh, potentially. Well, it's not exactly a one-to-one argument. Yeah, but. it's not because the the subscription service gives you all the games available, even if you didn't purchase them before. So it's really not a one-to-one. But I understand where they they're coming from. Sure. Um, but so the other thing, the thing, I, as I was saying, I was more excited about the Sony press conference and I talked about this with a lot of you on Twitter and on Google Plus and a bunch of you, um, noticed, you know, made me see the obvious, which is essentially Microsoft has a cool lineup for 2015, which 
Honestly, Sony does not have at all. They don't have any exclusive stuff on uh, the PlayStation 4 for, for 2015. That being said, they have a lot of exciting stuff for 2016, including Q1. So it's not like you have to wait a whole year for the next holiday season to get stuff. Uncharted 4, which looked amazing, is Q, Q1 probably 2016. Uh, Street Fighter 5, which I adore uh, well, I love the Street Fighter series, so I'm really into that, and they have it at that point. Um, they have an, a thing they have for 2015 is a bunch of exclusive content for basically all of the big games that are coming out. Batman is going to have exclusive content on PS4. Um, Destiny, the Taken King, King, which again, I'm a Destiny fan. I can't wait for that expansion, which adds uh, new subclasses. It's coming out September 15 for 40 bucks. I'm really excited about it. It has more content on PlayStation as it always have had. Uh, a big deal. Black Ops 3 is going to have uh, map packs first on PlayStation 4. That's the deal, the deal that Microsoft used to have. And, uh, you know, they said uh, the PlayStation 4 is Call of Duty's new home. For a lot of people, not me, but for a lot of people, that's kind of a big deal. That's the version they're going to choose to buy, probably, if they're big into Call of Duty. Um, same thing for Assassin's Creed. They have exclusive missions uh, for Hitman, um, exclusive missions as well. So they... They're trying to compensate the 2015 thing, lack of exclusive titles, by exclusive content in the titles that are uh, multi-platform anyway. I don't know you if that's quite Arkham, enough. But Arkham Knight as well, because Arkham Knight has those um, nightmare missions are also Sony. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned it. Did say that one. Yeah, they, um, so, so that is an interesting tact, isn't it? It's like all this other third-party stuff coming out before the end of the year. Uh, Sony's Sony's kind of pulling on Microsoft and getting all this exclusive stuff that. That used to be kind of the domain of Microsoft. And yeah, that was the thing. To, to an extent. I mean, it seems like they have a lot more of it. To be honest, I don't think it's quite enough to bring the the to bring the the uh, 2015 uh, lineup excitement back into Sony's camp. I think it's still you know I love Tomb Raider. I'm gonna you know that's the thing I want. Um, but I, I'm I'm not sure. By the way, are are mods gonna be playable on Xbox and PS4 for Fallout 4? Uh, not sure. That oh okay so the the mod support we should mention this I totally yeah. forgot to mention this I heard an interview separate from all of this that confirmed something so they made a big deal on the Xbox stage that uh, Fallout 4's mod support would com- would transfer from PC and be free and all that right yeah so on mods Xbox. made on the PC you could play on the Xbox and he you said, get Fallout 3 by the way with the compatibility thing with true. Fallout 4 which is cool. True. That is cool. Um, the other thing he told Jeff Keeley in an interview that I listened to on YouTube was that uh, he'd asked him basically, well, why not PlayStation? What's the difference? He says, oh, no, that's actually coming to both. We're just going to do right. it. Okay. We're doing it day one on Xbox because of some friends we have at Microsoft are going to help us with that transition. But we're absolutely doing that on PlayStation. It'll be pretty quickly thereafter. So so that was uh, one of the sort of omission, you know, obscurity <laughs> by omission type things. But, but PlayStation people should be at least somewhere... Uh, relieved that they're going to get mod support as well all right okay. well fair enough i don't um, carry because i'm buying the pc version but yeah there's that yeah and you know if you want to play your old gold uh, god of war uh god of war gears of war games uh there's an ultimate edition that's coming out on uh august 25 25th oh, yeah and we did forget so. to mention the rare as uh, the microsoft's rare thing yeah, yeah, I wasn't, you know, the 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 rare collection thing. Yeah, okay, sure. And Sea of Thieves, the multiplayer pirate thing, I wasn't I didn't really 
know what's going on there. Yeah. Don't really care about that, but fine. That, that, that left me with the same feeling as the, the, mm. uh, uh, Bethesda thing that what's called again. I always forget battle cry. It's like that. Yeah. Me. A little bit. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah. So anyway, my, my conclusion of this Microsoft versus Sony thing is Sony has a gigantic lead in sales and installed base at this point. It's, uh, the, the, the estimations currently is that uh, Microsoft sold two-thirds of the amounts of consoles that uh, Sony sold for the, new, the, the current generation. And it's still a, a buttload of consoles on both sides, so it's not like anyone is actually suffering, but uh, they needed to have a huge deal to reverse that dynamic they needed to have a really big uh they couldn't just do a good conference and sony did a good conference they needed to do a a one better conference than sony did and i think they did you know a, a good thing for 2015 but not a big enough thing which makes me come back to the potential um oculus partnership that they i think they should do um that would put them over the top but they didn't they and and It's yep. not, there was, you know, either that or what was the other thing I was thinking about? A slim version of the Xbox uh, One, I think, would have done it as well. Um, but at this stage, I don't think they're going to reverse the dynamic. They're going to sell more consoles and games in 2015, probably, than uh, Sony or, you know, at least more consoles. But then 2016 comes out and, and in the first quarter, Sony has Uncharted and uh, and Street Fighter V and a bunch of things. And that that is going to get them uh, even uh, at least uh, on that. So I I love all of them. I love Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, everyone. I I love them as a gamer. I don't think Microsoft's uh, conference did it to sort of redeem themselves of the issues they've had in the past few years, numbers-wise, you know, sales-wise. I don't think that's going to be enough. I think, made, I think it I think might it everybody want to go buy a HoloLens, but they just don't realize that that's a Windows 10 experience only at this point. Well, HoloLens is a, an individual thing and it might, you know, it's easy to connect to an Xbox. You don't even need to connect it to an Xbox. It's not even a Windows 10. It's an independent computer. You know, it's in, it's its own thing. You don't need a Xbox or Windows 10 machine. So, and that means it's going to be very expensive, by the way. Um, so I think, and I don't even think it's, it's, I don't think, I don't see the gameplay elements in it. So, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm not overall, I think Sony took it for me because, oh, we didn't even talk about a final fantasy seven remake, um, which people were, were asking for and begging for last year when they announced the final fantasy seven port, you know, Mm -hmm. they said final fantasy seven, and everyone was like, <gasps> and then yeah. they said port, and everyone rose their middle finger. Um, yeah. And and they thought that Final Fantasy would never be remade uh, because it was too expensive. And now they're doing it. It speaks to a, a certain portion of the population, just like The Last Guardian does, but it speaks very loudly to them. Yeah, I I think that, I mean, all, all it was a CGI teaser thingy, but... Um yeah, it was a remade CGI a from the deal. game. Basically. That's a big deal. Like, mm. if they're really just taking the core of what made that game great and just the whole front end of it is just all new, that's pretty That's pretty exciting, actually. Because, you know, most people can... I shouldn't say most. Many, many people think that is the high point of that series ever. Mm. And uh, to, to give that kind of... Again, you're right about the fan service at this event, these events. 
that was fan service 101 and um you know yeah. to finally be doing that that's that's kind of a big deal for a lot of people i don't know how i feel about it because i've never been a big final fantasy guy in the first place but i have to admit i'm intrigued so well the thing you have to understand for this conference is um you know the last guardian is a tremendous piece of news for some people Final Fantasy VII Remake is a huge, you know, it's it's all of the things that people were hoping for that we knew would never arrive, would never materialize. And that includes Shenmue, by the way, um, mm-hmm. which we should talk about in a second. But uh, Shenmue is also one of those things that we never thought would actually see a sequel ever and some people loved it they have a, it has a huge cult following and what sony did was offer everyone those things that they thought they would never get and and that is powerful for brand love and and uh, brand fidelity so i think that's why a lot of people came out of it saying oh my god and there are other things as well like again horizon zero dawn uh, looks really cool cool uncharted looks really cool we knew that already but still uh but i think that's why the sentiment is like oh sony you know they're cool so yeah what, what no. did you, yeah go ahead what were you gonna say what, you what did you say? think about the uh, about having a uh a, a kickstarter to launch uh, shenmue by the way that got funded to two million dollars in eight hours it's now at at eight million dollars uh, i'm what? sorry no, no 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 sorry three Three, oh, she. Okay. Well, maybe my theory holds true in 30 days. I'll hit six. I was a little it's concerned possible. last night because things had really significantly slowed once they hit their cap or hit their goal. Um, so maybe they still will hit my, my uh, prediction of six yeah. million the, by the end of this thing. The video, uh, by the way, horrible. Yeah, it's really Almost bad. as bad as the Nintendo one. It's, it's, it's really, insulting. It's really, it's really bad. Um, I was... Okay, I've said this before. I'll say it again because I think it's kind of funny the way my brain works, but... I was excited and hyped about a Shenmue 3 Kickstarter until I stopped after the conference and thought for a while and remembered, oh yeah, <laughs> Shenmue's not a very good video game. <laughs> it was never a good video game. The thing that Shenmue did was important, and I don't want to I don't want to minimize that. Shenmue came out on the the uh, Dream, not Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast. Yeah. Right? Not the Saturn. It's not that far back. Yeah, Dreamcast. No, no, no it was Dreamcast, yeah. Uh Dreamcast and did things that games hadn't done yet. There were no examples of third person exploration interact with items yeah. in your environment kind of game open now world it's yeah yeah now it's normal in every video game it is the essence of video games and in a lot of ways it deserves a lot of credit for that but at the time it didn't really know how to do it well it was kind of clanky and, and junky and load times were terrible and it was just kind of weird and vending machines why the hell there's so many vending machines and like it just was a weird thing that you just saw something underneath you're like yeah this is this is important for some reason but it's not really fun to play now and it wasn't it wasn't a great game a lot of people disagree it was the with me. kind of game yeah. where you would go to work on in the game what you would do in the game is oh i went to work for the day yeah and it, and it you know in some ways that's sims like or it's I don't know. There were things there where you're like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do, but you just... The idea was to emulate the real world, basically. It, it was, and I was incredibly bored. <laughs> I remember not liking it very much. And so Shenmue is interesting from that perspective uh, as a historical piece of video game stuff, but mm. I don't really have any nostalgia for it, and I really don't care about Shenmue 3. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What are they going to do to it to 
to really make it mm-hmm. interesting to me. I, I, I don't, then I'm not already getting from another title. So I, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be negative nilly about it. And it's interesting. You know, there's a whole other conversation that could be had about, Oh, a big company like Sony introducing a Kickstarter for a third party that used to be Sega. And now it's going to be this thing and Yu Suzuki coming out of hiding. And there's a lot to say. Uh, but I, 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 mean, I don't care. I think, I think it's an interesting marketing tactic for Sony to make, to do a Kickstarter for it. Also to gauge, uh, uh, fan interest, which I think now is very clear. Uh, they might have seen the, the bloodstained Kickstarter and thought, Oh, we could do that to see if people are interested. And they did that Kickstarter page in about, you know, two and a half minutes and mm-hmm. the video in three and it shows. Um, <laughs> and, but you know, it's, it, it's the kind of thing that, uh, Shenmue or a game like this can do can can get away with no other game or very few other games can do it so if you're afraid that companies are going to start oh they're going to kickstart stuff and and people are you know the big companies are not even going to pay for the game's development anymore first of all that game is going to cost 50 to 100 million dollars to develop to develop so the kickstarter is not going to be enough sony is going to pay for it and we knew it but all of a sudden the next day sony came out and said yeah we're, we're going to be involved in the development and some people said oh look apparently sony is got of course what did you think obviously they're going to be involved but um so it's going to cost a lot of money and kickstarter is not going to fund it it's going to be a, a publisher behind it um second thing people know what they're getting into now. It's not like it's a big deceptive surprise for for Shenmue that people uh, don't realize what a Kickstarter is. So I don't have a problem. No one's getting hurt. No one knows what this is. It's people who are really who really want the game, who are expressing their love for it, and that I'm fine with it. I you know I you might not like it, but you don't have to participate. And again, third. Not everyone is going to get away with it. If if any, you know, if uh, Ubisoft starts saying, "Oh, we're going to have a Kickstarter for Assassin's Creed Four or you know, fifteen, they're going to get destroyed. So it's not going to be. It's going to start. It's not going to start being a universal thing. So I think people can relax. It's it's not a big deal. I don't think it. it I feel iffy about it. I'm not comfortable with it. But it, I don't think it's a, a huge scandal. No, it's not a scandal. It's fine. I, I think people want to see scandals where there are none. That's fine. It's totally fine. And it'll do well and it'll be a game and people will play it. My only issue is it'll be if if it's going to be true to its legacy, it needs to be like a Shenmue game. And those aren't very fun. So, well, they could do a, a, a an updated, you know, just a an open world game with l- the learnings that we've had in the past 20 years. So. Mm-hmm. They could, you know, in the and the continuation of the story of of Shenmue and Ryo Suzuki, and you know, I I, you know, honestly, the Last Guardian, I'm kind of interested. Final Fantasy VII, maybe I'm going to check it out. I loved it back then, but um, and this one, Shenmue, maybe I'm not hyped about any of those specifically. So I don't mind, it, but it's not. I don't have to because I'm not specifically interested. I don't have to hate them. Right, so it's fine that it's happening. Um, I don't care. I don't want to freak you out or anything, Patrick. But check my latest tweet real quick. Uh, what's happening? Uh, I can't believe this is in this game. So you know the little vault game, Vault Shelter. Yes. The the Fallout Shelter. Just uh, take a look at that screenshot that a fan found in his game. Uh oh my god! Yeah. What? Scott Johnson is back there podcasting in a room. And saying, if there's anyone out there, they'll be sure listening to me. 
and the name is Scott Johnson. Why is that ringing? And there's a bunch that's. Oh my god! I'm so proud of you right now. I might, I might poo a little. I might poo my pants right now. I, I am very (laughs) proud that this is happening. That's amazing. All right, if that's real, and I have no confirmation yet, as I look Photoshop, but I, uh, that's, I don't know how that, I don't Mm. know what's going on there. That's crazy. I'm, I'm very Uh, proud of you. Anyway, that could be, and it may be, I don't know if the game... Maybe, it, you, maybe it's Photoshop. <laughs> it could yeah. be. I mean, it may be. And if it is, great. Fine. Whatever. But uh, I need to find out. Okay. Uh, anyway. All right. So, are we? Uh, that's, yeah. Sony. Sony, uh, um, Sony had a cool conference. Nobody showed. I was surprised. Nobody showed uh, The Witness. Uh, Jonathan Blow's The Witness was a huge deal on stage last year. That's true. And, um, there was nothing. And I think that's due out this fall. And I really thought we'd either hear from blow himself or uh, at one of these conferences or they at least show it in the indie showcase or maybe he's going to go to to gamescom i guess so i don't know maybe. I, I i'm really curious about that game and i don't know what's happening so anyway. um we didn't talk about firewatch which was presented before and it's a weird exploration mystery game on playstation 4 uh, it's in wyoming and what i really liked was the voice acting and the scripting you're talking to someone through a walkie-talkie and it's very well written it, there's weird things happening and by the end of the trailer the the girl on the on the other side is saying uh, oh wait so wait you're not in your tower anymore what are you doing and he's like no no i'm, I'm not there and she's like then who is <laughs> and you turn around and you're like, yes, who is in that tower? Yeah. So I thought I thought that was neat. Uh, Dreams by Media Molecule is yeah. weird. It's like an artistic dream maker thing that you can share your dream scenes with other people and they're going to build on them. I, it's, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I'm all into that. Whatever that is, I'm pretty open-armed on that. Um, again, I, obviously, I lean this way. I lean toward weird indie experiences and that one is... That one is definitely that. I don't know what you do yet. Uh, Gameplay-wise, I just know, once again, Media Molecule is doing some things uh, visually and texturally that just make me uh, think they're the best thing in the world. It's really, really cool looking. Understand. But who knows what you do? We don't know yet. I'm not, yeah. There may have been some, uh, some other interviews throughout the week that I've missed where they go into more detail. But as far as I know, they've been real uh, cagey about what the actual gameplay is. Uh, no Man's Sky, no ETA, unfortunately. It should be 2015, but it hasn't been con- confirmed. Uh, are you more excited, less excited, still puzzled by, by this uh, wonderful space exploration game? As, as excited. Uh, disappointed we didn't actually get more talk about it or he didn't get to say much more about it, but it really doesn't matter. My brain is completely fixed on that <laughs> game as being my most anticipated title of the year. So if it's really coming out this year... Uh, it cannot come soon enough and hearing it's coming on PC as well is a gigantic thing for me. Cause I just, I, I want that to be my platform choice for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all in still, even though we still know so precious little about the gameplay loop. Yeah. I don't care. I just want it. And I want it now. We're hearing it's main, really mainly a, a, um, a space exploration game. And uh, you, you basically, it's not a multiplayer game. Everyone is on the same data and you go explore stuff and it links back to the main server when you've found a, a planet. But you're not actually going to see other people in your world. And when you, what you do on a planet doesn't affect what other people see on that planet. So every time anyone comes on the planet, even if you've har- harvested half of it, it's going to be as it was uh, when it was first discovered 
for the other players. So it's it's very simple. You know, it's a team of 10 people. So obviously they can't make incredible, amazing things, although the game kind of is. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very simple. Yeah. Um, all right. Uncharted 4, as amazing as I thought it would be. It would be. And that, you know, what really I really love about that game is the script The, the the dialogue it's so funny and well written and clever and on point i love it yeah i can't wait i mean it's clearly an uncharted game um yeah they're not don't seem to be changing much about the core gameplay keep talking talking about the gameplay loop that's all there uh i think the destructible the, the physics and the environment are blowing my mind uh more than previous efforts in that series so there's definitely something more happening there a lot of really chaotic sort of awesome action sequences Um, yeah, small I, details like you know the interaction with other people in the crowd and how he would you know the the combat finishers always use <laughs> seem to always use some element of the of the uh, background. So it was yep. mm. it looks great. It uh, sad about their little false start. They had another little glitch. It's only yeah. it's it only funny. irritating in the shadow of the PlayStation experience where they had him fall through the world and that was all like another glitch. So <laughs> I'm worried some people are going to start to think that game is just a big glitch. But no uh, one does. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think once again, proof Naughty Dog has is making some of the most compelling things. If if already a derivative of its own series, you could make that argument, I suppose. But I'm very much you know as as a first party venerable series on, on its fourth try goes, it's the one I'm most excited about. So very much looking forward to it. And you're right, the dialogue is just everything you want it to be. His interactions with Sully, it's it's every, it's 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 Nathan Drake through and through. And if you don't already love that, then I can't help people like that. Agreed. Um, so I, I think I mentioned the fact that there are Morpheus games presented at the show itself. Uh, Battlefront, we talked about the PvE elements uh, w that were shown on Tatooine, a sort of wave uh, horde mode kind of thing. Uh, I think that I think that's about it. Um, mm -hmm. I, so I want to conclude the episode, uh, if we're there, I suppose. Um, I want to ask you if there's, as I did in my French show, if there's one thing that you have to uh, remember to keep with you in your heart from the entirety of the show, be it, you know, something that's coming out now that might come out later or that might never come out. Just the one thing that you would like to keep with you from this year's E3, what would it be? It was the, it's a tie between the oh, HoloLens, the HoloLens F, uh, thing, which that's all I'll say about it. Just, I thought it was rad. What? That thing is is smoke and mirrors, dude. Oh no, it's, I agree. It's not. Oh, look, okay. even if it looks that good, and I, I guess it, I, I I did say if it even if it doesn't come out and anything. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Uh, what what they did, they didn't show me a game to play at all. They showed Minecraft in a way that you just have never been able to look at it. But the idea yeah, of that AR tech is always compelling to me. So I'm, so so I thought that was really neat. That stuck with me. Um, despite my misgivings for the rest of their con conference or even how they positioned Hololens that day, I thought that was neat looking. Uh, but the thing that really jumped out for me, probably more than anything else this year, was my brain kicked into gear when I saw visually what I was seeing and then the concept sunk in for that game I forgot the name of again. The one what with the girl and the robots. It's freaking the dinosaur robot game. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Horizon. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I can never remember that game's name. Anyway, <laughs> it's not a great name to be. It's honest. a terrible name, and the Dawn part's a terrible add-on name. It's I don't know why they're naming it that. But when I when it clicked with me, what had happened there? It's like, no, wait a minute. These are like prehistoric people, kind of, 
doing their thing, telling stories, passing it on to generations, learning how to hunt, whatever. But those ruins are old, ancient buildings that were our buildings. So this is what? Post-apocalyptic. Civilization has died. This is the survivor and whatever. They've started over basically. Who knows why? What? Whatever. But then it clicks with me. These animals I'm seeing aren't animals. They're small robots that seem to be small land animal type robots doing stuff. And they seem to be wild and free. And it clicked with me. I went, oh, this is a story about a civilization that died. Humanity starting from scratch. Humanity's creation, that being technology, figured out a way to evolve and continue in nature in wild, uncontrollable ways. It all just landed on me. And I went, oh my gosh, this might be the most original idea video games have had in a long time. And that both the narrative and it appears to be what you do in the game are coming together for me in a way that nothing else that the show has for me. So, so that to me was the big one. You know, that's funny. You're not the first person who says that to me. And uh, another person that says that to me is myself. I, I, I think it was the, <laughs> I think it was the, the, the thing of the show for me uh, as well. And, you know, it's a thing that should not work It's a stupid idea. You know, it's let's do a post-apocalyptic game where civilization civilization has fallen and robots have evolved into dinosaurs that you have to hunt. Robot dinosaurs, post-apocalyptic future. That's brilliant. No, it's really, really stupid. And I did a really, really there. Um, it It is dumb. But in that presentation it works perfectly well and the way she comes to that little you know watcher robot dude that starts screaming for its friends and she kills it you know before she's like oh no 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 don't and then she kills it and she's like i'm sorry little one it's like a scene out of avatar it's it feels just like it makes sense and it's mm. weird but it works um mm -hmm. i completely agree there were elements gameplay wise it seemed pretty cool the combat was cool and there were there seemed to be elements of, of um monster hunter in there almost um which could be cool because it could be an accessible version of those games um we don't know anything about it it could be the stupidest thing ever gameplay wise but yeah i am intrigued i'm very intrigued it looked like a little god of war it looks a little uh yeah. Uh, like you had to be smart and think ahead and do del deliberate moves a la Dark Souls in a way. Uh, the, the the visuals were uncannily beautiful. I, I just uh, get another example of a really interesting, seemingly interesting uh, female protagonist who's not naked, like you mentioned. Like, <laughs> like really just overall that package looks shiny and I'm... I'm all in and I want to be, I want to be told a new story and I feel like video games are so rehashy that this might be able to sure borrow mechanics from a lot of different things, but tell it in a way and use it in a way that is, that is wholly new and in a triple a way. So, you know, Agreed. all my, all my guns were firing. I think that game looks, looks amazing and it really stood out. So yeah, for me, that was the big one. Since you took mine, um, <laughs> I'm going to choose another one. Um, For Honor is the one that I'm really intrigued about. Um, that melee combat thing from Ubisoft, it, it, it's, you know, having a, a third person or even first person maybe, but, you know, whatever, a, a competitive melee combat uh, a sword game that works with a gameplay system that does work seems like something that would 
that could that can't be done and i'm very in, curious to see if they manage to do it so i'm i really want to hear more about it and see more and uh and you know so that's interesting it's two new ips uh, i guess we could have mentioned uncharted 4 or halo 5 or whatever but but those we know we're excited for or yeah. some of us are they look great they're fine uh, you know but, um, halo. great yeah. master chief bring it good it's just you know more halo and and overall uh i think it was a great e3 um never been a better time to be a gamer it's it's awesome stuff happening all around our culture is mainstream more than mainstream we as nerd and gamers are kind of cool now how awesome is this um and yeah cool games are everywhere whether you know whether or not you are into whatever console you're into or platform you're into or game you're into i think genuinely it's an incredible time to be a gamer sadly it's a time of of the highest amount of skepticism and cynicism as well. And uh, that's unfortunate because it it is easy for, if you're a Microsoft faithful to rip on anything Sony did, and it's easy if you don't like Sony or Microsoft to rip on everything they did. And it's easy to go, Oh, another uncharted game. Oh, well get creative video game industry. It's easy to get all that passive aggressive bull crap online. I recommend people ignore that and just look at the wealth of gamer stuff happening. The things that we love are, in full bloom and it's maybe never been a better time like you said so you know we got mobile we have pcs we got pcs have never been as powerful as we have now and doing the things they're doing now and with the platforms it has inherent in the system things like steam and whatever those experiences and consoles have never been able to do what they're doing now and you know this day and date digital download stuff like we are at an awesome time so i refuse to be the cynic the guy who thinks that one more halo is a mistake you know like so what well the thing you know those people that you're talking about i think they're they're people that are a little bit fragile a little bit uh, broken inside um and I, I think what i'm trying to say is that those people are are fractured but whole mm-hmm. <laughs> fractured butthole <laughs> i see what you did see what i did i've been thinking about it for like the last 2 minutes that's pretty good All that's right. pretty good um i think that's good we're i think we've done a show there I agree, um, and I think any last moment items here you want to put in here? Um, no, I think I think this is a, 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 this was a great show as as we said. Uh, E3 is exciting, and I can't wait to hear what comes next because I think there are going to be some really cool stuff that that uh, that are coming in the next few months. So, um, before we leave, should we tell people where they can uh, find more of us? Yeah, so here's the deal. We'll just, uh, let's rattle this off. You can find, so if you're listening to the Boop feed, uh, the Boop show is over at frogpants.com slash boop. Everything you need right there. And uh, you can find our phone number there. You can find our email address, uh, Twitter account, all the stuff you need to get in contact with the show. And uh, we'll be back to normal scheduled episodes starting next Monday with the regular two a week for us. Uh, So there's all that. Uh, Oh, and and I'm Scott Johnson on Twitter. Go ahead. (laughs) And if you're listening, well, actually, if you're listening on Pixels, uh, no, on the boob show uh you can find this show and uh, the next episodes on uh, frenchspin.com and uh, we'll have more episodes uh, usually twice a week might miss the next one um and uh, yeah we we do that every two weeks and it's long form shows and they're they're cool as well and i am not patrick on twitter too yeah 
I think that's uh, going to be everybody. it for us. Yeah, that was rad. Uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking through all that other extra audio content, video content we did. I, I think this probably bodes well for, for something similar next year. I really like the coverage, and I liked being so soaked in it all week. So um, I would be honored. Yeah, I think we should do it again. Uh, so <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Patrick. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.